Hey, this is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man completely nude from the waist down and is currently throwing strands of beads around his boner. That's Jeff Clark. Still celebrating Mardi Gras. <laughs> and beaming to us from Bourbon Street, the bearded booger-eating beignet known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, did you guys get beignets? Yeah. Okay. And we did it in the... Café Dumont, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. we're only a few blocks from there. and we We're did currently it. drinking Café Dumont coffee. Yeah, I've had is a... Is it coffee or is it chicory? Coffee it's with chicory. Both. It's a coffee chicory blend. Very nice. Yeah, dude, yeah. I got the French roast blend and then the regular coffee and chicory blend. The other times that I've been to New Orleans, it was just like um, getting the beignets was like, all right, yeah, that's a thing you're supposed to do, I suppose. And it, it kind of just tasted like I ate a big chunk of funnel cake, which, you know, going to carnivals my whole childhood in New Jersey, definitely ate my share of funnel cake. But for some reason this time, and it might have just been because it was, I think it was the last night and we were all pretty drunk and we just got a, a couple bags of beignets, went to the waterfront like sat right by the Mississippi River and ate them with some coffee. And I was like, you know what? I've upgraded my, my score. These are fucking delicious. Yeah, the scene you got yeah. to picture is like Dazed and Confused meets at, at the football field meets New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> just so yeah, just finishing mean, off the Rager weekend with beignets and coffee. I wish I didn't eat that final beignet because I wanted a second or third slice of cake that I never got, but... The Dude, beignets nobody were... did. Nobody did. Man, we got a lot to fucking cover. So like, I yeah. guess we'll just we'll just kick things off with New Orleans. My why? What else do we got to talk about? <laughs> been a slow week, but I, I got to look through my notes and see. <laughs> just look at your hand real quick. I think it's written on your hand, or <laughs> actually not written. But... <laughs> yeah, what maybe else? It's my gotta... other hand. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so this whole trip was supposed to be like Carl and I booked it. I was honestly just going to be like, you know what? Like, I would totally be fine for my birthday going to fucking Benihana, coming back here, drinking some Mai Tais, smoking some weed, watch some cartoons. Perfect way to turn 40 for me. I'm fine with that. Wait, when but, did you ab- abort that plan? Because it was New Orleans from early on. For a couple of months, yeah. But, like, yeah. that was because Carl kept, like, pushing me. She's like, you got to book a trip. You got to book a trip. I'm like... I don't know where to fucking go because it was initially let's go to New Orleans and then it was like, dude, New Orleans at the end of July is a death wish. Yeah. A death wish. I so I was like, all right, fine, good point, good point. I'll think of something else to do. But I've been so busy, I haven't even had any time to like think about planning my birthday. So I was just like, fuck it. I don't really give a shit. I don't party that hard anymore. The, the, the thing that brings me the most happiness is fucking lame as it is. I like just hanging out. I like being relaxed and not having to stress out and think about like, oh God, am I going to make this on time? Is it? Am I going to get here? Am I going to get stuck in traffic? It's just like, man, if I'm just on the couch with a joint, 
watching a movie or watching cartoons or something, it's just like, ah, I, I'm, I'm at peace. I get a, like, a little bit of fucking rest. But you infuse a girlfriend. Like, my ex always wanted to, like, take a trip and go harder for my birthday. Yeah. And I was like, no, I just want, let's just get some pizza and I'll watch the Yankees and I'll smoke some pot and it'll be fucking wonderful. That's all I want to do. But she was just like, no, we got to do, we got to, we got to do something more and more because I think part of it, it's like obviously what she wanted, right? You know, more so than me. But it was also like, well, I plan on us doing something kind of big for my birthday. So kind of I scratch your back, you scratch mine type thing. You know what I mean? Like one for me, one for you. So, but I was always like insistently, nah, you don't have to spend a lot on me. Nothing. We just, let's just chill. Let's go eat some pizza and just be chill about this. Yeah. And she was like, by by the way, I did get, I I got permission to stop saying Carl. I'm not. Gonna. I don't know if we want to just keep up the the allure just for MSPH because when we were doing um, Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition this week, you know, I had to. I wasn't planning on it, but I, when I looked, when I double checked the flight times, I was like, "Fuck!" You know what? It might make sense to just record from her place because she, she, she's co- so close to LAX and just bounce from there. Plus, you know, fucking up my hand. It's doing things solo is is kind of tough. So. Having somebody there to help me out uh, Wipe your was ass nice. And things like that, yeah. Man, I like I said, lots to discuss. But uh, so while we're talking, you know, we're do we don't do video for Crafter Jeff, and she walks by in the background, and Shady Boy's like, "Up, oh, I just I just had a Carl sighting." And later on in the day, she was like, "Is my name fucking Carl now?" <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, yeah." Well, some chode started whining about Ret Ret being annoying. And the first thing Jeff threw out was like, oh, why don't we just call her Carl? I and think I was like, it could have sure, been let's shutting. move on. Well, it was oh, me. Was, it was, oh, was def- you? It was yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, you're Carl. I was like, that's what you get when you date a guy who does a podcast and you're, I'm not allowed to say your name. And she's like, she's like, you know, honestly, that was just in the beginning. I forgot that whole thing was going on. But, like, she's like, yeah, that was just in case we only dated for a little bit. And then you're talking about me on your podcast that goes on forever. She's like, I don't care if you say my name. Hmm. Wait, oh, did you she are say now that? at the you are now at the serious point where you can where she can be. This is while you part were, of MSPH canon. She even gave the thumbs up to fucking put pictures on Instagram. I was like, oh shit! I mean, Here I we go. saw her Here in the we go. sixty seconds with Kevin video, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, she's all like, over the place. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, did he, does, she's about to get I verified if he on knows Twitter. That's there. <laughs> you fucking better tell her she's not getting a single dime of my fucking Patreon money. Oh, don't worry. She's getting a lot of mine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Actually, I, I'm not. I'm gonna keep it called. Did she say this while sober, yes. not in New Orleans? Sober. Okay. All right. Um, All right. Then it's hey, it's up. It's obviously your discretion, but she'll always be Carl in my MSPH heart. So um, when I meet her face to face, it's gonna be very difficult to not call her Carl. Well, you yeah. don't do that to her face. You don't call her Carl to her face. Hey, Carl, while you're up, can I get a water refill? Oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I, I mean, rant, rant. <laughs> so anyway, like, she, she kind of pressured me into it. She's like, look, it's your 40th. Like, if you want to go to New Orleans, who gives a fuck if it's hot? You're still going to have fun. Let's go to New Orleans. Book the trip. So I did. I booked the trip. She found a, a fucking cool Airbnb. And then when my family heard about it, my mom and sister were like, well, we want to go. Right before COVID actually hit, we had a family trip booked in April. 
Like we had the flights, we had the hotel, we had this booked out for months. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then COVID hits, and we're like, shit. Well, you know, it's still pretty early. It'll be COVID will be blown over by then. And then, like, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And then we get the email from the hotel, like, hey, we just straight up canceled your reservation for you. This is not happening. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we tried to do this before. Let's make it happen for your birthday. And then my fucking, then my grandma wants to get involved. So now it's, it's me and Carl, my mom, Joy, her husband, and my nana. And I'm like, all right, this is a, a pretty solid, solid crew. Then my grandpa dies. Then we have a memorial. Then, one by one, people start dropping like flies and testing positive for COVID. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, no. So, so I'm, I'm sure you're about to say this, but you had to test five days consecutively negative before yeah. you were going to get on the flight, right? Yep. Yeah. So let's say on day like three, which I think was... A Tuesday, technically, right? Or was it a Monday? I can't even remember. Either way, how convinced were you that you were going to test positive midway through? 100%. 100%. (laughs) I was like, what are the odds? Like, everybody in my family keeps testing positive. I'm going to test positive. And I I tested myself every single day, no symptoms, and I was negative the whole time. But it sucked because, like, every... Like, my mom tested positive. Joy tested positive. So, like, while my brother-in-law is one of the fucking coolest human beings on Earth... He's not going to just leave her behind. And they live together. So he just, once he started getting a sore throat and stuff, he's like, all right, well, yeah, we both have COVID. He didn't even bother testing himself. And my grandma lives alone. And she never had any symptoms, but she also never tested. So she's not going to travel by herself. So my whole family got, got wiped off the board. And then Jeff surprises me. And he's like, dude, I know you've been getting kicked in the dick a lot lately. Um, we were going to surprise you in New Orleans, but like me and some members of Pooh Team Six are are, are traveling out. We've had, we got it, we got everything booked. So Deep Voice Mike's, who everybody knows from the show and his voicemails and the the promos he makes for us and stuff. He can't. He drove out from Missouri. The homie Tim Ginger and Juice flew out, and I was like, all right, well, my family's all though all those pieces got wiped off the board, but now. I have homies. Yeah. We and my, and my girl. Yeah. So it's still, and didn't, you didn't test positive for COVID. So nope. the trip, which we'll talk more about, I'm sure, but it was overall success, right? Yeah. I think we did a lot of stuff. We yes. could have did a little more, but I, I was fatigued by the heat a little bit. And then the, so fir- was I, the first night I couldn't really get past the cake. Like I passed out, I think pretty quickly after the cake. So the cake was a whole other situation. Like, yes, Carl and Jeff have been conspiring, conspiring, and texting and planning and going over everything. And like, the cake was a big part of it. And I can't even remember the last time I had cake on my birthday. I forgot that was even a thing that happens. And like, she kept saying like, "Oh, you're gonna love this cake. You're gonna love this cake." But it just became a huge ordeal. And and you know, at some point, the head count was nine people. And Jeff was like, no, we have to get the biggest cake available. This motherfucker. Full sheet? This, hold on. Hold on. Why did you say that? Why did you say that? What? Uh, Jeff said we got to get the biggest cake in, uh, available. Why did you say that? Because Carl said she was saying we should go with the smaller cake. Right. And you were, you were unflinching 
on your desire to get a giant cake. And what was my response to that? I don't know. We'll eat it? No, my response to that was, fuck, Carl, fuck you, you're lying. I'm going to pull the fucking tape. And I pulled the tape, and I sent it to the group chat. Here it is. Here, look at the fucking tape. It's in, your, it's in, your, it's in, it's in the MSPH group chat. Read to me the conversation that we have, fellas. Let's get a quarter sheet. I think eight inch is too small and quarter is too big. But let's just go for the bigger one since it's not that pricey. From Steph. That would be from... Oh, oh, oh shit. you did it. No. You did it. No. Ah, ha, ha, no. Ha, ha. no. I just ruined everything. I just ruined my whole fucking point. Jeff's fault. Jeff's fault. I was fault. looking at her Jeff's fucking fault. name. Damn it. <laughs> All right. You know what? That's what she gets. That's what she gets for fucking fat shaming me using the fat guy as a fucking shield. Yeah, the fat guy wanted the big cake. That's blame him. Anyways, back to the cake. Um, so so she nudged me. I was I was team quarter sheet anyway. So she, she nudged me in that direction because yeah, it is bigger. It is just better to go you know big and be safe and and make sure we have enough for everyone, dude. This fucking cake shutty literally weighed. I can't say literally because we didn't put it on a scale. Does your Airbnb have a scale? We should have done that. We should have because it, it was. It had to be 25, 20, 25 pounds. Yeah. It was wh- fucking crazy. So we what got kind there. What cake was it? It was a chocolate, like, fudge flavored cake, but, like, it was no exaggeration. It had to be that, dense as shit. Yeah. It. Yeah, it was dense as fuck. It, it seriously, it seriously was like twenty twenty and it, pounds. It didn't look bigger than an average cake. No, and, but when when we met up with them, so like, um, we had lunch reservations. We got there a day earlier, and Which like we can talk about and so these guys when they landed were just like, okay, well while you guys have a reservation for lunch that we can't like alter, we'll just go pick up the cake and stuff. And when we finally met up, Jeff was like. Oh, you gotta fucking feel this. You gotta feel this. And I put my hands out. He's like, no, no, no. Actually, no, you can't hold it. And <laughs> goes over to Carl and he's like, you hold this. And when he put, she held her hands out. And when the cake hit her hand, she almost like face planted on the curb. Yeah, like the baker, when she was like giving me the cake and we we're checking out, like she had to like brace herself as she lifted it off the fucking, off the counter. Like that's how heavy this thing was. And it was like, she had most, one of those. She had one of those harnesses on. That's a, I was. I made that joke, dude. I needed like one of those fucking like 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 moving van harnesses. Yeah. <laughs> Strap this fucking couch of a cake onto my back and walk it up to Kevin's Airbnb. But um, it was mostly just like in the frosting, um, and I think that's kind of what I'm blaming for my early showing on Friday night. I feel like I didn't hold the team back. I feel like everyone kind of went to sleep, but I was the first one to go down. I mean, it was this was an, an incredibly difficult time to party because we did start early. We had a lot of heavy meals. We were drinking throughout the day, and the fuck it was like in the mid nineties. Literally, you you take like two paces outside of the hotel Airbnb, dripping head to toe with sweat. Like I tried to wipe sweat off my forehead, but my hand was also so sweaty that it was like. It was like trying to dry off after a shower with a wet towel. It was just the the impossible. The weather was fucking offensive. Like, yeah, like you would walk two blocks and it looked like I just left the gym. It was fucking crazy. That's it was not 
any cooler up here this weekend. Yeah, it was I've heard that actually. Ninety. It was in the high nineties and cranked over into the triple digits for a couple of hours Friday and Saturday. And they're hey. so they got there the Thursday. I, I Friday morning. Uh, I got there Friday. Friday morning. I woke up at like three thirty. So I was up early, like walking around in that heat. We got trapped in a fucking rainstorm, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, we scheduled a, a cemetery trip tour for Friday that we had to miss because it coincided with the torrential downpour we got fucking stuck in. We um, were going to meet Kevin after he went to com- him and him and Carl went to Commander's Palace and. Uh, but but that ended up didn't didn't happening. The funny yeah, this, thing about that one is, so we walked probably like a quarter mile in the rain and just got fucking soaking wet, and then eventually we're like, oh, there's a bus canopy. Uh, let's go. Let's go hang out under there. And instead, like after like sitting under there for like twenty minutes, the rain not letting up. Either Ginger or Mike were like, "Why don't we just go into a bar? Like, why didn't why didn't we, there's like a bunch of bars across the street? Why don't we go into a bar? <laughs> like, oh, duh. So we run through the rain, run into the nearest bar, and as we're going in, like I see like rainbow and like LGBT flags. I'm like, ah, Mike, it feels like a gay bar. He's like, No, man, it's just like it was just Pride Month three weeks ago. He didn't say that, but it was fucking Pride Month three weeks ago. Not a gay bar. We walk in, and the first thing we see is just a bowl of condoms. And it's like, oh, all right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, cool, they have gummies. (laughs) The Grand Prix, New Orleans gay as fuck. Not hating, just saying I wasn't expecting that to be my rain refuge. Um, I mean, that was, yeah, so that was Friday. So Thursday. Talk about your commander's palace fuck up. Oh, my. So Almost got you dumped. The whole fucking my 40th birthday started off with okay we have lunch at 2 a cemetery tour at 3:45 and then we just want to get fucking wasted so i was not expecting to have my thumb mishap and when i left the er they said 48 hours from now you have to go to an urgent care so they can change your dressing clean it and take a look at the wound and make sure it's healing and not infected. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to be in New Orleans, but I'm sure there's urgent cares. So we wake up, grab a, a quick bite to eat, and I'm looking at, you know, uh, urgent cares on my phone. And I see one that's like, it's right in the French Quarter. It's, it's right in the thick of it. It has really good reviews. I'm like, all right, we'll go to this one. I get, I'm looking at the map and I'm standing on top of the dot and I'm not seeing an urgent care anywhere. So I'm asking people that are like in the storefront, do you, you know where this place is? They're like, I know. What are you talking about? So I call the number and they're like, oh, yeah. So we pretty much only do house calls. And the location you're at, which is listed on our Yelp, is just where our mail gets delivered and there's nobody there. I was like, oh, cool. Um, great, great Yelp listing you have. <laughs> and then she's like, but the doctor's here. If you want to come in to like and get a, a visit, he can see you in like 45 minutes. Uh, by the way, we don't take health insurance and it's $400 an hour and there might be charges on top of that. And I was just like, oh, how cool. Bye. And hung up. So then I put, I'm pulling up. Yeah. By the way, we were walking everywhere. So it was like a 20 minute walk there. 
instantly drenched in sweat. I smell like shit already. Then we walk another 20 minutes to a different urgent care, which had like good reviews. Get there. The location is shuttered. Yeah. And at this point, we're at, like, we don't have time. Like, there wouldn't be time to go sit in a waiting room, get my fucking thumb looked at, like, go back and change and stuff. So I, was just, I just shuttled the idea of that. Now I'm already, like, royally pissed off, and I'm texting my sister, who's a nurse, and she's like, you know what? FaceTime me when you get back to the Airbnb. I, I can look at a wound and tell you if it's healing right and infected. So at this point, the one in- missing ingredient is unscented antibacterial soap, which apparently is the fucking holy grail of scavenger hunt items because it's goddamn near impossible to find. So now I'm walking in the heat, getting more pissed off with every step, striking out at three different pharmacies trying to find fucking soap. And at this point, after the fucking urgent cares and these fucking pharmacies, I am fuming. And I'm like, fuck 40, fuck this fucking birthday. I'm so fucking pissed. I'm flipping out, kicking fucking beignets on the ground. And we still have to talk about all that. Like the yeah. thumb thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you got to, obviously, it's going to be like the main story of your next, of your Ellis show, but yeah. still think the Puminati needs oh, to be of course. addressed yeah. on this. So we go back to the Airbnb, shower, put on clothes for Commander's Palace, and this goddamn heat is so intense. And Carl's like, hey, I looked at the, the website and it said, like, no cargo shorts and stuff. But, as lo- like, I had these khaki linen um, shorts. She's like, those, those look nice. Those are nice shorts. You can wear those there. So we get to Commander's Palace just in time for the reservation. And the woman takes l- one look at me and goes, ooh, yeah, we can't let you in. She's like, we have a very, very strict no shorts policy. <laughs> And at this point, I'm just like, can one fucking thing go right? I'm like, so what the fuck am I supposed to do? Do you have any spare pants I can put on here? And she, they're like, no, but no, about... No, sir, we're a restaurant, actually. So no, we don't have spare pants. Because I, I remember <laughs> seeing on Seinfeld, there's that one episode where he goes to like dinner, and they're like, ooh, we require gentlemen to wear jackets. They're like, but we have this spare one you could wear. I imagine you're in the fucking swamps of Louisiana. You can't be that cruel and sadistic to force people to wear fucking pants. It's just a trip because you said you went there before. And I know. you didn't know when the I, dress code. When I walked in, I was like, maybe I haven't been here before. This does not look familiar. <laughs> and she, um, when, when, she, when me and Steph were... You raved about their turtle soup, though. I must have had somebody else's turtle soup. I have no fucking idea what's going on. When, it was eight years ago in my, yeah, in my there, defense. There are probably several places with good turtle soup in New Orleans. But when me and Carl were going back and forth conspiring... To uh, meet up, she sent me uh, the website and it said the dress code. So I knew. And actually, as you were getting in the Uber to go to Commander's Palace, me, yeah. Mike, and Ginger pulled up to your place to drop off the cake. I saw you go out with shorts and I was like, what the fuck? Like, there's a dress code. And I didn't say anything to you because I knew <laughs> you were A, in a rush, and B, I thought you'd been there. So you knew the dress code. Or I, I just maybe, like, I, I don't know, maybe the dress code wasn't. It wouldn't be a big deal in the summer, which I also thought might get you off the hook. It's like, you know, it's fucking... Yeah, like, it's 90 feels like 105, be, like... If if I would understand a dress code like that for dinner... Yeah, and yeah, he had a decent is, but, uh, button up, yeah, so it it's wasn't fucking, like... It's, it's, it's just so bizarre to me. It's like, but a it's so archaic. to have such a strict dress code, that seems a little... 
Yeah. So what happened? Did you so, bet? No, they were like they were like there's a thrift store, um, like a mile from here. The Funky Monkey. Yeah. So we walk. I walk there, burst out in sweat again, and I'm flipping through all their stuff. They also have a policy of no jeans. So the men's section of this thrift shop is very very small. The pants section was one rack, and they're all like 28 waist or or 46 waist, and I'm like. Oh my god! I finally find a pair of pants that's like within a couple inches of my waist and buy them, and they were like MC Hammer pants. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck it! Like they gotta let me in, right? It's like, oh, you you guys were worried that I would make your establishment look weird with shorts. Wait till you see my fucking brightly baby blue UFO pants. I think if you even found normal pants, you would have put on those fucking stupid. MC Hammer pants just to try to prove a point, but really you're only proving a point in your own head because they're like, yeah, sure, you can sit here and look stupid in that. Yeah. As long as you're not showing your stupid legs. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't have ankle nudity here. Oh, no, where's the pictures? I thought... I could have sworn she sent them to me. The pictures? I'll, I'll get her to text to, I'll, cause I, so I can send you guys the... Um, the, the baggy the baggy pants but I, I look fucking them, but I, I look know. fucking ridiculous so now we go back we finally get back there forty minutes late for our reservation but they they were like we'll hold the table for you and they did and Carl is fucking furious because I I know she also felt bad because she was the one that told me to wear shorts but we're we're also just doing the math in our head and it's like really like who's this snooty monopoly guy motherfucker that's walking into a restaurant and be like Oh my goodness, ruffians in here are wearing shorts. Oh, I never. Nobody gives a flying fuck about a guy wearing shorts. I wasn't wearing cargo shorts. They weren't basketball shorts. They were nice fucking shorts. It's 2022. Uh, can, yeah. we, can we fuck, fucking get off of this shit? Yeah, if you're, if you're wearing even shorts and like a black Dahlia murder tee, like I would understand a little bit their point. But you had a nice button up. Like I look respectable. Yeah, you look respectable. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're like, I don't know. I overheard someone talking shit, like Mike, Ginger, Carl, maybe. I don't, I don't know how true it is, but I think it's like one of like two or three places in New Orleans with a fucking dress code at this point. Yeah. And like someone asked them or, I don't know. I, I, I think you know what I'm talking about. Effectively, someone talked about it and talked to Commander's Palace and like, they're like one of the few people with that outdated fucking rule. Yeah. Like the, the Uber driver on our way back, we were talking about it. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He was like, one time, one time I, I was taking this couple there and the guy was wearing shorts. And I was like, hey, man, they're not going to let you in with those. And he, he looked at me. He was like, oh, they're going to let me in. Trust me. They'll, they'll let me in. And he's like, you know what? How about this? I'll leave the car running <laughs> yeah. just in case. Yeah. And of course, they turned the guy away immediately. Yeah. The, his don't you know who I am didn't exactly work. Um, but so yeah, my, the, like my birthday was so fucking stressful and the heat just made it so much worse cause I'm just like sticky and I feel gross and it's hot and my energy has been sapped and I'm pissed and my fucking thumb sucks. And I'm just like, this of course this is how I turn 40, but thank God after all that shit, we all met up. And we went out for drinks. Yeah. And we're laughing our asses off and making jokes. And it was, it was fucking awesome. The MVP of that night, the MVPs of the weekend. I was thinking about this on my ride over. One would be your Airbnb. Sucks your family couldn't be there, but your Airbnb was fucking sick. I know, man. That was like the most pimping Airbnb I've ever been in. Maybe not great for Nana, 
your mom because of the, just the noise and just the level of partying going on directly outside. But like, had we been younger or not even just like, it was sick. It was a sick Airbnb. And also I'm going to toot my own horn for this one as well. Venmo. We pretty much did everything via Venmo. How many fucking Venmos were sent that, that weekend? A lot of transactions. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, um, can, you can still fucking do a victory lap on your Venmo <laughs> prediction. For me, for me, the MVP Friday night was the fucking jungle juice thing that we ordered at. Uh, we went to was it Fat Tuesdays? It was Didn't we Fat, go to Fat Tuesdays. Tuesdays? We went yep. to Fat Tuesdays, and we we actually shouted Shuddy. We shouted you out in in your honor because we were like, you know what? If Shuddy Boy was here, he probably would have pointed at Fat Tuesdays at the massive row of all the different slushies flavors they have, and be like, I need a slushie. Oh, I would have. I would have. All I would have been drinking would have been one ninety octanes and hand grenades. Do they have those? Yeah. No shit. Hand grenades is a different bar, but with how little I drink, you guys would have been carrying me after one hand grenade, probably. I would have been out of control. I got a double shot of the jungle juice, and I guess it was made with, like, 151 or something like that, which wasn't our only, my only experience with hard alcohol. (sighs) No. So, honestly, like, spoiler alert, nobody really got fucking trashed, especially me, just because the heat, Wore you made out. it made it yeah it really just sucked all your energy out and like i'm at a point now where i have a 70 30 chance of when i i i set out my intentions to drink that i'm going to just get tired instead of getting drunk there is a 30 percent chance i'll get drunk but odds are i'm just going to like drink myself sleepy and be like ah all right i'm done i'm out of energy so my thing with that is is that a california based spread or percentage because like since and and being in California, I always smoke pot, and it just kind of drags me down. Not having like like California weed to get wasted on. Now Carl brought a little bit of stuff, but like you know, I'm not like smoking nearly as much as I usually do. Yeah. And I'm sweating everything out. Like I had a ton of energy. Like Friday, I got taken out, but like Saturday, me and we when we're all hanging out at the end. Uh, on your uh, on your roof, I was like, Ginger, let's go grab a beer. And then when we were there, I was like, come on, let's take a shot. And he didn't want to take a shot. And, like, so I was, like, forcing it. But, like, I was down to, like, let's fuck it. Let's just play through. Yeah. Let's play through, right? Because I, I got into it. I um, honestly thought Friday would have been the night. Because I, I, I actually kind of cheated. I doubled up on my Ritalin dose. Oh. So... At like five o'clock, I ate ten milligrams of Ritalin, and that that kept me up. And I was I was ready to party, but when we went to dinner, um, at like eight o'clock at night, in between bars, I sensed the mood change drastically. The second we sat down for dinner, everybody's mm-hmm. energy dropped to like twenty percent. I was like, oh, we're in trouble but, here. But we went to the afterwards. Dinner was good. Went to Sobu, which is a Commander's Palace restaurant, not with a dress code. I thought it was really good, and the. The thing that I, one of the last things that I remember about that night was eating, like finishing my steak. My memory gets pretty fuzzy after that, but we did go to the uh, heavy metal bar, right? Yeah, we went to the dungeon. And and I hung. I was down. Yeah. I think I shut down. As soon as we went to your Airbnb, I was never making it off that couch. No. Especially once once we got into that fucking 50-pound cake. Yeah. Um, But dungeon was pretty cool. Did you guys eat the cherries at the dungeon? We didn't. Um, I didn't even know it was because. So I was, I was like, I want to go to the the jukebox and put some death metal on and just, you know, I know it bums everybody out, but it, it's my birthday. Everybody can sit through a couple death metal songs and humor me. Uh, jukebox was unplugged, 
They have a very strict policy of no photos, so you can't take any pictures in there and stuff. And then they're playing, they're playing like Lincoln Park and fucking. What was the <laughs> other that shit? Bad? I mean, but it's like a metal bar, and the the motif in there is so fucking cool. But like, so there there's the 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 bartenders you could tell were these two girls that just could give less of a fuck, like coyote ugly just attitude. The- was it just the upstairs that was open, or was the downstairs open? No, we were downstairs. Um, so you were with the the bathroom with the bookcase behind the bookcase. Sounds no. I went. I used the bathroom, but there was no bookcase involved. But I leaned across the table, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, um, is there any chance we could put on some actual death metal? Like, I don't know, maybe some like Black Dahlia Murder. And she she was. By the way, this girl, she was like a goth girl with a crop top that was cropped at her shoulders, titties out, electrical tape over the nipples. That was cool. Kind of hot. The other one <laughs> was missing a tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she had like a little bit of a pirate vibe going on. But like <laughs> unintentional pirate vibe. I'm like I'm like can can we listen to some metal? I like I thought this was a metal bar and you guys got fucking Linkin Park and Incubus on the which I don't hate, but like come on, can we stay on theme here? Little little death metal and she's like we're not allowed to play death metal here. I was like, wait, what? How why can't you play death metal? She's like, I don't know, it makes the ghosts upset. I don't know. She kept giving me these like stupid answers. But I was like, I really just want to hear some fucking like what about municipal waste? Can we listen to municipal waste? And she was like, you know what? Give me fifty bucks and you can you can pick a couple songs. I went, wait, 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 what? No. Yeah, your fucking snooty birthday options between Commander's Palace and Dungeon, these motherfuckers played you out. And then so Jeff who's already got, like, one eye half closed. Yeah, wasted. He's leaning over the bar like, yeah, what the fucking rebel? And I'm, like, trying to feed Jeff lines to pick up on this chick. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like um, ask her if you can put on um, Cruelty Brought the Orchids by Cradle of Filth. I'm just, like, throwing out metal bands. And she, she's like, Jeff is just hounding her mercilessly. And she, at one <laughs> point, she's like, she's like, you know what? I can put on some Slayer. I'll put on Slayer. And I go into Jeff's ear, and I'm like, Tell her that Slayer is for posers. You want to hear Mortician. And Jeff is like, Oh, yeah, you know what? That's fine, but Slayer's kind of for posers. And she, I thought she would just laugh because Jeff's in a fucking polo shirt, clearly not a metalhead. <laughs> I'm clearly the one feeding him lines. She looked offended. And I, I think Jeff was like, Do you have Morticia? Or he's like, He fucked it up. He's like, Fucking up all the lines I'm feeding her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a sing. I got Slayer right, but that was the only band name that I uh, properly or said properly. And I could tell that like Tim, Mike, and Carl were all like getting sleepy, and this place wasn't their vibe. So I'm like, all right, let's let's move on. Let's get on to the next place because I'm trying to keep the energy up. I want to like, I'm like, let's fucking drink until like two or three in the morning. Let's black out. Uh, you know, drink drink a, a a nice glass of water between each beer so we're not hungover tomorrow because we're I'm fucking forty. Should have got a post. But, we got the second night. We got a post. Dinner coffee that helped me a lot in the second night. Probably yeah. should have got a post dinner coffee at the uh, the first night. If we're being fair, if I'm being honest, I was just again. I woke up at three thirty. I had some work to do. I had some. I had to finish packing. So like by time I really shut it down. Like it was a, just a long day for me. Yeah, so I mean I know nice. it was a travel day for everybody. Everybody was fucking wiped out. Yeah. Um, but like I mean I, I'm not trying to pass blame. Like I was fucking tired too. It's, yeah. It's not easy drinking in that all day in that heat and walking around in it and eating big meals and shit. Not but, having to travel. I think I thought I did 
better Saturday. Well, Saturday, so we're at this wine bar called Bacchanal where you just order a bottle of wine and a whole bunch of cheeses and they like played it for you and you listen to music. Jeff's looking at the the the, the liquor bar behind the, behind the bartenders and he's like, I don't fucking recognize any of these bottles. Oh, I wonder if they have this silly drink that I like. And what's, what's this drink you were trying to get? Like Sazerac or? It's called Chartreuse. And the first time I heard about it was, um, the only time I really heard about it was on it, that movie Death Proof, that Quentin Tarantino movie. You know, uh, where Quentin Tarantino is playing the bar owner where they first like run into Kurt Russell and he's talking about Chartreuse and how it's so good. It has its own color and it's a French liquor and. My father, after we went and saw that in the theater, my father like made it his mission to find that, and he found one place in upstate New York that had it. <laughs> and it was like it was strong. It packed a punch. I think it was like I'm gonna fuck this up. I think it was a hundred proof. Or no, 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 no. It'd be like a hundred, a hundred and thirty proof, something like that. Anyways, okay. It was really, really strong. That's definitely strong. But it, it went down very smooth. So. They, yeah, like Kevin said, they had a whole bunch of bottles from countries or bottles I didn't recognize. So I was like, let's see if they have that. It'd be a great shot to get for the whole table, and they'll like it. And they had chartreuse yellow. They didn't have chartreuse green, which is the one that I was asking for. And they said that like every week we put in an order for it, and but they've been sold out for months. We just put in the order hoping wow. that they won't be sold out. So it's very popular. But she's like, what I have instead is like an Italian chartreuse. But it's, but it's, she kept saying it's 70%. I was like, all right, that sounds cool. But she said it like three or four times. And it wasn't until the final time I was like, oh. You were I, thinking she was saying 70, 70 proof. proof. I thought which 70 Which isn't proof. all that strong. Like right. vodka, I think, is 80 proof, right? Right, yeah. Which is yeah. still strong, but not like, not like 70 proof doesn't need to come with a fucking warning. Yeah. Yeah, 70 proof is 35% alcohol. Yeah. Right. 70% alcohol, that needs to come with a warning. <laughs> yeah. And she kept Which... trying to warn me, and I, I didn't get it until the final time. I was like, wait, so are you saying 140 proof? And she said, yes. Do you still want it? I was like, I'm not going to get to the top of the roller coaster and back out now. Yes, I still want all three. And we're all sitting <laughs> at the table four. like, Jesus Christ, what is taking Jeff so long? Well, it did take her because she said the best way you should drink it's strong. She's like the best way you should drink it is chilled. So she got him chilled, and it it took her a little bit to get the portion size right. And she made a drink for someone else who was ahead of me. So. That portion was massive. Jeff comes back to the table with three glasses of this stuff. It was like I don't know four shots worth. It yeah, was a probably. lot. Yeah, it was a fucking lot. And we all took took one sip, and like while the flavor of it was. You know, kind I of it was good. I flowery it was good. and pleasant. It's drinking God. It was flavored turpentine. <laughs> so I take one sip and then smoke shooting out of my ears and I blow out a big fireball. I was like, oh, oh, my God. And we had already been drinking a while and we're crushing wine. And then Jeff shows up with fucking three glasses of paint thinner for me, him and Tim. And I was just like, OK, this is either going to go one of two ways. I'm going to get blacked out and barf all over the place. Or this is just going to put me right to sleep. And unfortunately, it made me fucking sleepy because I'm an old fart now. I'm sending this to the group chat so you know what bottle we were drinking, uh, Shuddy. It's Enrico Toro Centerba. Yeah, it says 70% alcohol right on it. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It definitely did have a strong, like, 
it was it was strong. So it was like fuck. Like after like the first sip went down, the heat came up. It's like oh man, got some. Oh. It was gonna fuck me up. It was yeah. good. I liked it a lot though, but it's, it it didn't work in the way I was hoping it would. I thought I it like would kind of rally the troops. Uh, of you in the the baggy pants from Carl is a is a live picture. Oh, it is. Yeah, you got a little movement in that. <laughs> Give him the thumbs up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, like the the, the Airbnb we stayed at was at the like top of Frenchman Street, and it was it right next to a bunch of bars. Had this enormous, enormous wraparound balcony, and it was three bedrooms, clearly very modern, and if my family ended up coming, splitting that six ways is really, really cheap. Um, splitting it two ways, that one stung. Oh, yeah. I could that throw stings. you some money, dude, because I no, did crash no. out there both nights. Well, no. I'm glad somebody fucking slept in one of those beds other than us. One was purposefully. The other one I passed out. But, like, uh, so we ended our night just, like, out on that balcony smoking weed, and people have like a party bus that just drives down that street at one mile an hour, blaring music, like shattering, like rocking the foundation with the bass. And it does not chill out until about five o'clock in the morning. So even after we were done and cashed in, there's nothing keeping that sound out. Yeah. The Airbnb yeah, because was New Orleans. The bars close once they go below a certain capacity. There's no, they just have to close down for an hour or two. By law, yeah, it's by volume they do it. So it was, so, it was, I it mean, was like I, I, this. This was definitely like an old man thought. But I was sitting there looking at it. I'm like, it's wild that in like how many laws and finger wagging, not uh, uh-uh, you can't do that. Things that are going on in America, it's still pretty crazy. Looking at this, like just rows and rows of cars with flashing lights and massive rims with their doors open, ghost riding the whip with just the craziest sound systems, all blaring different hip hop songs. So you can't even tell what song is playing. It's just a cacophony of fucking brain rattling bass. Yeah. A lot of trippy red and Kodak black. And I wasn't like annoyed by it. It's just like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's cool that a place like this exists. I was I made the point several times like this does it doesn't feel like we're in America. No. It feels like a different because of the like the layout of the city, the architecture, like it's it was kind of crazy. All the drinking and partying that was going on. I didn't I don't think I saw a single fucking cop like the whole weekend. Like that's kind of sketchy. Uh yeah, the the dungeons the closest that well, I got. Except for when, you know. All right. What did did some birthday bone zone, but <laughs> Nice. I didn't. I didn't see any strangers, Hooters. Um. But yeah, I mean, it just felt like a different kind. And like, I didn't want to like bring this up during the trip because I didn't want to like throw off the vibe or make it seem like I didn't have a sick time in New Orleans. But there was there's a lot of shitholes, like a lot of like scary streets that I wanted no part of. Oh yeah, and they were straight up like you. You don't want to walk in between one. Like touristy part to the other touristy part in New Orleans because that's where like you get robbed, and like I was telling Ginger while we're driving, meeting up with you guys, um, I was like the I you know I've 
I've been on in some sketchy streets, sketchy streets, excuse me, in like cities across America and like New Orleans. The first time I went to New Orleans, that was the only had the only street that I like looked down. I was like, nah, I'm not. No, it was a straight up like <laughs> a, like the Jordan Peele. Nope, nah, 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 nah. I just turn around, and, like kind of run away. Like fuck that. <laughs> I am not. Someone's been murdered down that fucking street. I know it, dude. Probably the streets tonight. probably tonight. Not only are like the people on. Some of the streets dangerous. The streets themselves. There was a sinkhole opened up that was like wider than the width of your average hula hoop, S- like six feet into a cavern, and it's right on the corner of like a major street. There's no, there's nothing roping it off. Yeah. It's not even oh, well listen. lit. I was like, some drunk asshole is just gonna just step in here and fall straight to hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's it looked like parts of New Orleans were in a fucking war. I was like, what the yeah, hell? It was it was it, it was, was pretty gnarly. wild. And like, I'm pretty sure marijuana is illegal in Louisiana. Apparently, the people of New Orleans decided it's cool. Like, oh yeah, people just, are just smoking like right out in the open. People are selling like fucking commercially packaged edibles out of a fucking cooler in the middle of the street. Yeah. It's like any cop is just like, that's a free case right there. That's an easy <laughs> one. It's just like, they, there's no cops. It was, it was fucking, it was wild. I mean, I knew that going into it, but sick birthday. It trip, was sick. sick. It was sick, sick idea. And it all came together, even though you were really worried at the, at the, before it started with, with COVID. I knew once I told you that we were coming, that that would a change your mood and like I have like oddly good luck with this stuff. I knew that you would you would test negative for COVID and it would all go. Through. I can't believe I did. I must have gotten COVID recently and just not known about it. Matt, um, perhaps. But yeah. Um, so I guess that takes us to the prequel of the perhaps the what prequel. most people tune into this episode to hear. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about your birthday. And that is voicemails. God. One of this this could be the most egregious example of a Kevin Kraft story that may have ever happened. I don't I think you're giving yourself too much credit and or blame by that. And I told you guys when I was when I saw the video and I heard about it, I I, I reacted like your mother would. I was angry. I was angry at Ellis. I was angry at everyone involved. Like what how could they let Kevin do that? Why would they (laughs) let Kevin do that? Yeah. Jeff was like texting Steph about it. Like now that they have, now that that barrier has been broken and there's a text thread going, he was like texting her about how furious he was. Like, how could this happen to him? <laughs> For real? Like, what do you? I don't know. I, the guy supposedly feels really bad, and I like I know he feels terrible. Of course, like he has. I mean, to he's feel- a super fan of the show. Yeah. So this guy, like, he's um, maybe maybe he's Puminati. <laughs> no, I don't know, but you should have you should have asked him. he's been he's been like a super fan of the ella show for a really long time he's always wanted to come on and i know tully's been in contact with him and it was just one of those things where like i don't know why don't we all try to hit some pitches off this guy and then we'll we'll do a show and talk about it and what what could happen so i'm in my head all i'm thinking is like all right i'm down i'll do this but like how funny is it like Hey, Kevin tried to hit a pitch off of a baseball player and missed 15 times. It's like, of course that happened. Yeah, Kevin, I couldn't even hit a baseball off a fucking tee. And this is kind of what pisses me off. It's not just them. It is you and them. And just like the 
the lack of respect for baseball and athletics, I think, is part of it. Like, I think you look at baseball as a pussy sport, but the answer to your question of what's the worst that could happen is uh, he could lose command of one pitch, and really, you're kind of lucky that that is the worst. Like, if it went worse, then, I mean, we're talking a headshot right there. I mean, there. I had a helmet on. Yeah. It could have hit me in the cheek or the but, face. Right, you could have turned yeah. your head to get out of the way, and it and the ball moves into your face, right? So I've I've like the, to the surprise of nobody, I've never played baseball before. <laughs> right. Um, it looked like it. None of my friends ever really played baseball growing up. I don't think so. Like for sure. Uh, I think I've been to a batting cage once or twice, and I do remember one time being in a batting cage, hitting the ball, and like they going like. Like, ow! And, like, it hurt my fucking hand because of the vibration of, like, the contact. It hit you low. In, you hit the, the ball low in the bat. What, in where the I, don't, I don't remember where I hit it. But wherever I, I hit it in a batting cage, it hurt my hand. And I was like, man, this fucking stinks. So as we get to the field, I'm, I'm telling them, I'm like, I'm like, the worst thing that could happen to me is if I actually made contact with the ball. And they were like, wait, why? And I'm like, because it would probably hurt my palms. Like, the... This ball, this guy is a professional pitcher. They're going to be fast. So if I swing a bat at it, it's going to hurt me. It's just going to hurt my hand. And and like, he made some comment about how sometimes that can happen. Like there's this weird freak angle where when you hit the bat, when the ball hits the bat, like sometimes people have had their thumbs shattered from it. So of course my eyes bug out of my head. I'm like, what? All right, well, how, what steps can you take to make sure that doesn't happen? <laughs> Keep your hands like, inside. Is there a certain way to grip the bat? Should I hold it a little loose? Should I hold it tight? Should I like, elevate my thumbs so they're not in contact with the bat? He's like, there's nothing you can do. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But he's like, the odds are so low. It, like, it like, never happens. So Ellis and Tully go up, and Tully actually cracked one, and it almost was a, was a home run. Like, it hit the fence. Oh, shit. And I think Ellis got a piece of one or two of them, and then they're just like, all right, Kevin, your turn. I'm like, all right, here we go. Here comes the funny part where I miss a whole bunch. And, like, just seeing the ball, I've never been on that end of somebody pitching a ball, especially that fast. And as they're coming, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, it's like there's fucking bullets sailing past me. Yeah, the wind it whipping past you is fucking scary. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Really scary. It's humming. <laughs> but, of course, I have a reputation for being the biggest pussy in the world, so I'm like, all right, why am I being afraid of a guy throwing pitches? Like, I'll just keep swinging. And it's, I'm not getting close. And at, at this point, I'm, you know, it's hot out and I'm fucking sweating, so I was just like, all right, I guess we're done, right? This is it. This is what we came for. And Tully had brought, you know, I was wearing his son's helmet and they brought a bunch of different bats and they had his son's metal bat. And they're like, why don't you try this one instead of the wooden one? So the first pitch he threw, I swing at it and then just feel immense pain in my thumb. And I'm just like, ah, fuck. So I'm thinking to myself, I just got beaned. I couldn't really place it, but it felt like the ball hit me in my thumbnail. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I'm going to go to New Orleans. I'm going to have like a big black bruise thumbnail. This sucks. And I'm annoyed and it's hot. And then I, I see everybody as I'm, I don't know why I do this, but anytime I'm in like immense pain, I run or skip. So I'm running around in circles. And then 
<laughs> I look at everybody's face and I just see the color drain out of them and everybody's looking at me bug-eyed and I'm like, what? And I look down and my hand is gushing blood. Like it's all over my shirt, all over my shorts. My hand looks like I just stuck it in a bucket of blood, just coated. And at that point, I, I like my brain just went, I can't even whistle anymore. I lost my ability to whistle. But it went... Um, it's pretty good. It checked out. Yeah, it bounced. This is what my brain did. It phased out of my head, and I was just like, you know what? I need an adult to tell me what happens next. So everybody rushes over, and they're looking at it, and I hold my thumb up, and it is burst open. Burst. Like, I don't know if you've ever been walking with like a melon or a cantaloupe, and you drop it, and it cracks and splits. That's what my skin did on my thumb from the nail pretty much the whole way down. So I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Uh, what happens? Do we call an ambulance? Would have, I would have passed out. I, the, that much of my own blood would have caused me to just either have a complete irrational meltdown where they have to restrain me or I would pass out. Well, at, th- at this point, all I'm thinking is, is like, okay, this looks bad. We should probably get to a doctor as soon as possible. And the, the pitcher, Kieran, is like, I have a first aid kit in my car. I'll go get it. And I'm like, that means I just have to sit out here in the sun longer. I'd rather just, like, I want to get to a medical professional as, as soon as I possibly can. So as I'm walking, everything starts spinning. My mouth goes numb, and I get pins and needles in my mouth and in my head. And I, and I just said out loud, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm about to faint. So I just drop down to my ass. And I kind of like buried my head, my forehead in the crook of my elbow. And I just get tingly everywhere. And then I just see my field of vision starting to go black. And I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) But I started just breathing in super deep. And it like, it reversed. So I started being able to see again. So I, I didn't actually go out, but it's definitely the closest I've ever come to fainting in my life. And this wasn't like... It wasn't like a split, like I got like a paper cut. It was stuck open. It looked like a hustler vagina. And I'm just looking at this thing, and I'm like, yeah, this, is, this seems bad. I don't really know much about sports injuries, but this seems bad. And I start moving it, and I'm like, all right, it's wiggling, so I can move it. So I guess that means it's not broken. So, that, you know, they come back. They, they wipe some of the blood off. Ellis gets some gauze, and he wrapped this thing up like a fucking pro, like, I'm trying to not look at it, and I'm trying to, like, breathe, and now, now I'm, like, all thirsty, and I'm still lightheaded, so I'm just, like, I'm just going to sit here and not pay attention and check out until they tell me, like, all right, it's time to stand up again and walk to a car so we can go to, go to a doctor. And I look at it, and I'm like, wow, that was, that's kind of fucking impressive. You just whipped that up like that. <laughs> He's had a lot of practice, I'm sure, that kind of shit with yeah. skateboarding injuries. So Katie takes my car keys, and she's like, all right, we're going to get you to an urgent care. We go to this urgent care. They look at my insurance, and they're like, ooh, we don't take that. And I'm like, of course you don't. Why would you? It's only fucking health insurance. So I'm, I, I'm just like, well, we got to get something done here. So I start filling out the paperwork, and I'm doing it with my left hand, so it looks like a four-year-old is writing it in preschool. And at this point, I'm just like, you know what? You guys don't want to take my insurance? Suffer. I, I hope it takes you a while to decipher what I'm writing down on this piece of paper. And the woman comes out, and she's like asking how it happened, and I tell her, and she's like, you know what? 
it might be broken or fractured. And I was like, well, I can move it. And she was like, yeah, but it, it, it could still, there could still be a break. And if that's the case, you know, we have to clean it out and we wouldn't be able to fully treat it. And then we just send you to an emergency room. And then she got real close and she's like, honestly, this place is kind of a ripoff. So if I were you, I would just leave right now and go to an emergency room. Wow. That's kind of nice of her. So I'm just like bleeding through the bandages at this point, And I'm like, man, I just want this thing fucking healed up. And we're looking on, uh, you know, on Google Maps where the closest hospital is. So we go to Torrance. And I'm sitting there. Like, I, I just tell Tully and Katie, I'm like, look, I'm here. This is going to be a while. We're in America. I need health. Tr- I need medical treatment. We all know this is a very bumpy road. This isn't, this isn't going to be a, a quick fix. So they bounced. It takes me an eternity to finally get in. And this woman, you know, cleans it out with the saline thing. And she's kind of like prying it open. I, then the pins and needles in my mouth come back. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to faint. I'm going to fucking faint. And thank God I didn't. But, man, I, got the, I, got, I, I tried to take some videos and pictures. And none of it really did as much justice as seeing it in person. Except for this one. Because the way that my thumb meat split, it so there's obviously the big slit wound, but some of the skin from one side of the wound ended up on the other side of the cut. And it just, it looks like shredded. It looks like it went down to the bone. And I, I asked the woman, I'm like, is this, I was like, can you see my bone? She's like, no, but any deeper in this would be bone. Um. So here, I'll, I'll send you guys. You don't need to send it to me. Just show it to Jeff. Nah, really... you guys, you got to see it, shuddy boy. Uh, so I'm, I'm like on the verge of fainting again. And as she's like, like fucking with it and manipulating the wound, it honestly looked like. Oh, I saw that picture. Oh, you did? Yeah, did I, you I think you sent that to us. Oh, I, I might have. Um. But, like, the, the way my skin was just hanging off, it looked like I could have T-tuned myself. Like, as easy as it is to take off a shirt, a button-down shirt that's completely unbuttoned, it looked like you could have just gone, like, with zero effort and pulled all the, the skin just right off my up thumb. your arm and up here. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking disgusting. Open your whole so, skeleton. This woman comes in to, to, do the, 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 to numb it to, so she can do the stitches, and she's like, all right, well... Since this is such a massive wound, I'm going to inject this stuff right into your thumb nerves. So it was down at like the base of the knuckle, not like in the wound or around it. Although she did bonus it, dose those up too. Was it like a numbing thing? Yeah. And, you know, I've gotten plenty of needles in my day. I've gotten tons of blood taken. Doesn't phase me in the slightest. For some reason, this fucking killed. Well, it's because your uh, thumb is broken and split open. No, but it was like she hit it down here in the knuckle where nothing hurt. Oh, I got well, Yeah. Yeah, but she put it in the nerve. I guess. Either way, it sucked ass, and I was not expect- <laughs> expecting that. Yeah, for I'm sure. Really, she's like, we, are we done with this yet? So she goes, she goes all right, I, I'm going to need, it, it's going to take about like five or ten minutes for this to fully numb, numb it up before we can start putting the stitches in, so I'll be back. So she bounces. 45 minutes later, I'm like, I poke my head out. I'm like, is anybody coming back? I'm just sitting here fucking bleeding out. Can we handle this? 
she finally comes back and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she takes a look at it and she's like, yeah, I was gone so long. We're going to have to clean this back out again and I'm going to have to numb you all over again. And I'm just like, fucking Christ. There could be a rebuttal or a point that she would have. Like, yeah, I actually just treated a gunshot victim. Like, ah, fuck. All right. Whatever. That's true. But like, you don't have two people in the emergency room that can do stitches. You're you're the one stitch doctor. In Torrance, perhaps not. No, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, they finally get me all stitched up, and yeah, here perfect, we are. Perfect I, way to start off your birthday week, or perfect way to start off your birthday week. Yeah, but man, I'm I'm ready. I'm already ready for this to be over. Wiping my ass, insanely difficult. Doing everything one handed. Switching everything to my left hand, even just showering and washing myself. I have to, I have to keep my hand straight up in the air and one hand everything. Like traveling, flying, going through two flights with luggage and shit was a bitch one-handed. Yeah. Carl really had to step it up probably, take care of you. Very emasculating. Yeah. So now that you have to jerk off left-handed, does that mean you don't have to do it on your knees because it's a totally different experience? I don't it's know. True. You're giving yourself the stranger. I haven't had to whack it yet, so oh. that, that might that might be a story for next What's week. This guy with his fucking bragging. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Good for you, buddy. Oh, look at this guy having sex with his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's a crazy injury. It's gonna keep you on the uh, video game sidelines for for what no, next month man. or two, two months. Yeah, I asked. I was like, I was like, <laughs> See, I can't believe you specifically asked this too. I was like, when am I going to get mobility back? Like, can I, I? I tried to man it up. I was like, when can I do push-ups again? <laughs> They're like, oh, it's going to be a little bit. I'm like, oh shit. Then, then you came like, straight with it, right? Yeah, I was like, when can I play video games again? They're like, well, <laughs> you're going to need like a week and a half at least until you can get the stitches out, and then it's going to be a while before you have full mobility, and there also could be nerve damage. So you might not have, like, full sensation and movement of your thumb when this is all over with. And I was like, oh, great. But she was like, well, the good news is your nerves heal themselves like a millimeter a week. So over time, it'll come back. <laughs> the, good, like, great. the good news is we don't have to cut it off. That's, a good That's true. That would have sucked ass. Then I, then I would never play video games again. Yeah. Or baseball. I think you should. I think you should retire from baseball. I don't you think know, you I accomplished a lot. <laughs> yeah. My job, my job here is done. Do you ever want to? Would you ever step back in that batter's box? Fuck no, <laughs> fuck no. Just like I'll never eat oysters again after getting food poisoning. I will never swing a fucking baseball bat at a ball again. <laughs> fuck yeah, this. If, if someone in poop slime alley gets fucking rambunctious, sure, I'll take a baseball bat yeah. to that motherfucker. I don't know. Maybe even then, I'll grab a tennis racket. <laughs> But like, it, I've never I I play baseball for five the first five minutes of my life, and this is what happens. Like this just yeah. reinforced the fact that sports are fucking stupid. I mean, again, I go back to you shouldn't have been out there. Like when I first heard about the injury, I don't even know who I was talking to. Felt like half of Ellis fam contacted me one way or the other, but. <laughs> I was just saying, like, I, I, it sounds like the original thought that I had is that you missed the pitch so many times and you were sick of it. You wanted to get into one, so you overextended. Your hands went across the plate and it hit you in the hands. But when I watched the video, this guy probably has a natural cut to his fastball, just threw it too far inside. You, you didn't put your hands over the plate. It was a natural 
I mean, as natural as you can do it, swing, <laughs> and and it just fucking got in inside on you. You didn't know how to, you didn't have the reaction time or the know how to pull your hands on the inside. Keep well, no, inside. I mean, I said going. I fa- Go ahead, Jody. I was just gonna say I found a a three D printer file for an adaptive thing uh, for the PS Five controller, so you can play one handed. If worse comes mm. to worst. All right, all right. That's some good news. Things are improving. Good I, job, Shuddy. I was saying when we were there, I'm like, this guy pitches so fast, I should probably tell him, like, okay, when I start swinging, that's when you should throw the ball. Yeah, you aim for my bat, not me. <laughs> we even did that, too. Like, yeah, after, I, after I missed so many times, I was like, what about this? How about I just hold the bat out and you throw the ball at the bat? And he fucking nailed it. Yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy that you came up with the idea of laying down a fucking bunt against this guy's pitch. And it worked. And, and you thought it was a good idea. And no one stopped you, not even the baseball guy. Because that's like, like, you see professional guys like on their fucking toes when they're doing that. Because like they're pretty much their bodies extend over the plate. They have their hand on the fucking bat, right? So it's like if it goes wrong, crushing your fingers. It's like it's a hard thing to do for a professional to get down a bunt, and your dumbass like, oh, that's what I'll do. That's a better idea. It's pretty much retarded. It's it's retarded logic, <laughs> and you can tell this guy is clearly Ellis fan because he didn't push back on your retarded logic. Like, as a baseball guy, he should be like, you know, no, you shouldn't try to lay it on a bunt. That's a bad. That is a very bad idea. I can't but, believe that went well, but me just swinging. I guess he maybe he. Uh, slow down the velocity a little bit and just like, I mean, he is a professional baseball player. He can pretty much make it rain, right? Yeah. He just hit the ball, uh, hit the bat. So, man. But yeah, the, the final the final damage was um, thumbs broken up here above the first knuckle, between the, the first knuckle and the uh, the thumbnail. And then five, took five stitches to close it up. Oh. Um. Sucks, man. I feel like there was There's more to that thought. story. There was one other thought I had, but it's fucking gone. I mean, we've 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 talked about this enough. Oh, we've had a very eventful week since our last podcast. I know, right? Did you guys? Oh, damn it! I had one movie review. Um, I have one, one as more, well. One of the more important movie reviews. I have two. I wanted to see. Gray Man on Netflix and Netflix it like wasn't working last night. I even tried to do it through my phone and then hook it up to my Chromecast, try to do it through my PS five, none of it worked. Did either one of you see Gray Man? No. I did. You did? I downloaded it at oh, the Airbnb right. in New Orleans and we watched it on the flight home. Alright, I'm very interested in, in your opinion of that one. Can we start with that one? Since sure. Being... Shuddy, how many do you have to review? Two. Oh, okay. So I know, like, I, it kind of, I heard about it just recently with all the press going on. Like, oh, it's the most expensive movie Netflix has ever, has ever produced. And it's Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and Ana de Armas and Billy Bob Thornton. And I'm like, oh, oh, all right. Semi-chub. Yeah, yeah. I'm into this. And that was pretty much all I knew about it. Is she farting? Yeah, she farted. It stinks real bad. <laughs> uh so I, and, and then, you know, 
Netflix exclusives don't have the best track record of just being great movies. A lot of time, if a movie kicks ass, you'll just release it in theaters and try to make your money back. They had a couple show up for I mean, best pictures, with, right? With the, I mean, no, Roma sucked. Well, I didn't even watch more than like 10 minutes oh, of it, but yeah. it did get I mean, nominated. Or didn't it win? Did I it win? I think it might have. I mean, the dramatic stuff, sure. Yeah, but like anytime they like comedy or action, they tend to be I, more on the subpar side. That Chris... Chris Hemsworth movie Extraction yeah. is a is a an obvious example of the the exception to that because I thought that kicked ass. Ryan Ryan Reynolds's thing I didn't like that very. Oh much. yeah, Red Red Hour Red. I don't remember Red what it Zone. Was. But what was the the horror movie thing that they did over a couple weeks last year? I forget what oh, that Fear was. Fear Street that was or good. something like that. Yeah, they, the trilogy. Those were kind of cool. Fear Street was the moth. Or no, that was Fear City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear. I think it could have been Fear Street. The thing with Netflix, and this is why they're kind of going in the tank, is they've really just put too much money behind their own fucking ideas. Yeah, and they are too hit or miss. But I like Goslin, Billy Bob Thornton co-starred in one of the greatest movies probably ever made in Armageddon. What did you think of <laughs> Gray Man? It looked like it had some sick action. So I went into it with very low expectations. And the plot wasn't anything special. Like, Ryan Gosling is a guy who has been in jail since he was 15. And Billy Bob Thornton taps him to be in this special government program. Like, we're going to train you and, you know, send you out to take out targets and stuff. And then... He ends up getting caught like the like a hit goes wrong, and then the the guy that sent him, the guy that controls the whole program, is like, oh well, he he like he was supposed to intercept a a, a, a transaction like between two bad guys, and it was one of those things where they just sort of like aim him in a direction like don't ask any questions, you're not getting any. This is the guy we want you to kill. Just go kill him. That's your job. So the guy turns out to be a former member of that program he's in, and he has the thing he was trying to sell was like a, a little chip that had information compromising the leader of the group. So now that Ryan Gosling has it, he's now an enemy of the state, and they hire Chris Evans with his really goofy porn stash and oddly 70s-looking getup that he wears through the whole movie. He's like... A, like a sociopath counterpart part of Ryan Gosling. He's like equally as skilled and trained as a killer, but he has like no morals, doesn't care about collateral damage, whatever it takes to get the job done. I'll blow up a school bus if the bad guy's on there, whatever. Yeah, soldier boy style. Gotcha. Yeah. I love that. So it pits Ryan Gosling versus Chris Evans, and Chris Evans throws all these teams of mercenaries at him, and the action was fucking cool. The combat... The gunfights, it was somewhere between John Wick and, and Bourne. Was there enough of it? Yeah. Okay. And some parts was so far-fetched, it veered into Fast and the Furious absurd action sequences. But they were still all enjoyable. But the script wasn't anything all that special. Um, some of the dialogue was, was very, very silly. And Chris Evans is a bad guy. He, I, he almost might just be too likable to, to see as a bad guy. Yeah, he doesn't have enough range, at least hasn't demonstrated enough yet where I would be that into him being a bad guy. But I didn't think it was as bad as the reviews are making it out to be, you know? <sighs> like, Carl and I watched it on the plane, and when it ended, we both were like, ah, yeah, that was decent. 
Can two AirPods hook up to one computer? Nope. We tried that. So you have to split. You have to split, share the, the AirPods, and then just ter- max the volume out and put on subtitles. Hey, Apple just gave you a, a sick idea. Yeah. I'm sure they'll, they'll add it eventually. But yeah, Gray Man was like, you know, it's the, the Russo brothers. They did Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, and Endgame, and Infinity War. So they can do action. Yeah, those names jumped out to me. I forgot what they did, though. And the hand-to-hand combat in Winter Soldier is fucking stellar. Yeah. And it was, it was, the level was pretty close to that. The action scenes were, were, were dope. They were really cool. It was exciting. The hand-to-hand combat, the choreography was done really well. Uh, but, you know, story, nothing to write home about. It was like a three, 3.25 dicker. Mm. What, uh, how long was it again? It was over it's like two, two hours. Right. I think. Shuddy, what's the non-nope thing that you watch? The Grand Budapest Hotel. Ah! Oh, that's right. You sons of bitches. What were your thoughts? I really liked it. Unbelievable. This fucking guy. It's good, right? I, I will, let me, I will preface this by saying I can understand why you didn't like it, Jeff. And I'm not going to assassinate your character the way that Kevin did, but that almost ruined it, our friendship in the podcast. <laughs> it is, it's a very dry movie, uh, so you know I could understand why you either probably really like it or really don't like it. I well, now that you know me and, as long as you have, you kind of know what movies I'm probably not going to like. Yeah, it would be like if you watched a movie and there was 20 minutes of silence, you'd be like, ooh, Shitty Boy wouldn't make it through Uh-oh. this. What happened? Uh, you, you paused for a second. Yeah, you lagged a little bit, oh. but you're good now. Sorry. Well, here, Shuddy, not, to, I don't know to counter... I'm apologizing. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> yeah, it's got <laughs> dumbass internet. To counter that point, there was a bar attached to our Airbnb. So one day we were like, all right, let's... Since it's so blazing hot out, let's at least get one or two drinks in us before we burst into balls of sweat. So we just walked straight to that bar. and Wait, illegal- is that with us? Yeah. No, remember it was a fucking rain? It was a oh, torrential yeah, it was, rain it was, pour? It was we, pouring rain, We yeah. were just sitting in your Airbnb waiting for the rain. It's like, you know what? Let's just go to the bar. It's literally next door. That was the move. But anyways. So yeah, we, we go in there and one TV is showing Lethal Weapon 1. And the other TV is showing a league of their own. And much to my surprise, Jeff just goes, oh, two five dickers. So, like, if I didn't know any better and you were like, what do you think Jeff thinks about a league of their own? I probably think he would say that's a steaming pile of shit. Really? Okay. Is it Too many women. <laughs> Fair. And that offends you. Uh, I'm not here. Uh, what you just said is slightly offensive, if anything. <laughs> But I, I guess I kind of hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I fucking love League of Their Own. Real League quick. of Their Own is a fucking five-dick baseball movie, for sure. Shuddy, weigh in on this argument that I, that, or discussion that we had at the bar. Do you think... By the way, we should say, not a discussion of us. This was Jeff <laughs> talking to the almost 100% African-American patronage of this bar. Jeff just jumps right into a heated discussion with them. They're clearly like... They're all big dudes. They clearly played on the same football team in high school or college. Like, they're all fucking, like, 
they're all pretty much as big as Mike and Ginger. <laughs> like yeah. they're fucking huge. And like they're one of them asked the other one. I didn't know they were all together, but they were all together. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that until they left all together, but one of them asked the other guy or one of them asked another one was like, "Hey, do you think Dottie, the older sister, drops the ball on purpose at the end?" So what would be your answer? I jumped right in with my answer. I was like, I've had this fucking conversation a a thousand times in a dorm room or with roommates. I'm fucking ready. Here's my answer. And like, I literally jumped into it, into it, into it this aggressively. But what would be your answer to that? 100%. She dropped it on purpose. Yep. Oh my God. I didn't, I don't think so. Yeah. The guys at the bar were, took your side, Shreddy. I think that there's no way that Dottie would have actually dropped that ball. And it was. Because, you know, part of one of the main conflicts of the whole movie is Kit feeling overshadowed by Dottie all the time. So it was Dottie giving her her moment at her expense. I thought it was Kit taking her moment. That's I really think she she well, because Dottie was always looking out for Kit like at every so. You know, Kit only Um, was in the league because Dottie said, if you don't take her. I'm not coming. Yeah, but I also so thought that whole. So Dottie was always trying to do what she could to help Kit succeed. So I think that 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 was exactly what that moment was. I, I just looked up a League of Their Own on Letterboxd to see if it's streaming anywhere, so I could give it a rewatch. It is streaming on Prime currently, but look at the cast list. Like everybody has their character name and then their position, right? Yeah, that's Isn't cool. that weird? That's actually pretty sick. Sick cast. Yeah. Tom Hanks puts out a fucking virtuoso performance as Jimmy Dugan. Just fucking murders that. John Lovitz. John Lovitz kills it. The that guy seed where where he's in the gym and Marla's batting or yeah, and then just he fucking comes over and he him. looks at her and he's like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> um, see, I, my th- final thought on that, I don't think, I think the point of that scene is that Kit finally got a win. And I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I'm just, I just, I do think, like, Dottie did everything to help her, got her along, and I, fin- I finally think, or got her as far as she got, and I think... Finally, she got her one win, and that was that's that's my takeaway from that scene, um, and from that movie. But fair enough, whatever. The other thing that we didn't talk about with those guys, what do you think is a better movie? Because I don't think it's necessarily even underrated. I think I think League of, the, League of Their Own is a fucking classic, and I think most people would agree. I love Lethal Weapon. I don't even know how I'd answer this, but what would you? Which movie would you take? That is a that is a Sophie's choice for sure. Yeah, they're in completely different directions. They kick yeah, ass. Oh, the Meryl Street film. It's not that they're. <laughs> it would just literally depend on if I wanted something a little bit more light, or if I wanted like an action movie. That's yeah, really this past weekend. You go Lethal Weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Lethal Weapon for sure. Yeah. Like Riggs. Yeah. yeah. Very much like Riggs. Yeah. Very much like Go yeah. oh, spit. <laughs> uh, 
also, oh, actually, we'll finish our reviews because I want to do a the five dick draft and talk about what movie I want to throw out there. Well, yeah, shut. Um, what what was your score of Grand Budapest Hotel? I don't. So my one of the notes I wrote was because I I really didn't know much about the movie. As soon as I saw Jeff Goldblum, I'm like, that's why Kevin rates this five dicks. No, he doesn't even but, have that big of a part. But then I was I was really fucking high when I watched it, and Fisher Stevens cameo, I just I went fucking bonkers. I was like, oh my god, Fisher Stevens, this is the greatest movie ever. Uh, but no, a four. I really really liked it. I visually it was fun. I I really I feel bad for shitting on it the way I did without seeing it. Um. So. So you liked it more though than Eight Mile. So I haven't rewatched Eight Mile yet, but I am also okay. going to do that so I can weigh in there. Fair enough. Now we have to because you know this last week's episode, just the discussion in general of Grand Budapest Hotel has been very very polarizing. Lots of people tweeting saying it's a fucking great movie, it's a five dicker. Lots of people saying it sucks ass, it's boring as shit. We got we got my view, we got Jeff's view, we got Shuddy's view. But Dominic wanted to chime in as well. Oh, yeah, he told me that he sent you his review and a letterbox score. Yeah, so his letterbox D score was two and a half dicks. So you're... The average movie. You are, you're, you're aligned with the guy who thinks Goodfellas, Fight Club, and The Matrix are one dickers. I know, I know, but I'll take it, whatever. <laughs> Shuddy still... Hasn't given his official decision on the on the bout itself, though, for what it's worth. Yeah, Dom said, um, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. It just didn't hold my attention and keep me interested. It was shot beautifully, but I think it needed more comedy, blood, and guts to be more on my level <laughs> as right. far as five dickers go. <laughs> nice. I, I mean, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a very, it was slow and dry, but it wasn't, I didn't think it was boring. But again, knowing what you know about me, yeah, the, do you think I, mean, I would have liked it? Or I very, very little happened in the movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I mean, I, I can understand why you were not into it. I mean, like there's it, there's a murder, there's the a jailbreak. Feeling Friday night, like it, and I loved that the kid who plays who, zero was a version of Flash Thompson. Yeah, same actor. Uh, yeah, was in this. I, I really, I just, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, I liked it. I really did. You sound like... However. Okay. I liked Nope even more. Wow. Yeah, this, so so I, I couldn't pull it off, but Jeff and Shuddy both went and saw Nope. I saw, I saw it the Thursday it came out. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like it. But really? Yeah, I wanted to like it. Like Get Out is one of my favorite films of the past we'll say this century. I don't it's not better than Sicario or like Wolf of Wall Street. But I I, I, I fucking love that movie, Get Out. I think it's amazing. Less I or us, excuse me, I didn't like it as much. But it was still really, really good. This one I just I thought it was a dud. And Cheech made an interesting comp at when we were driving home and few more duds this might not even be considered a dud but a few more duds have to come out for him to hit this comp but he was like you know M. Night Shyamalan through two movies was like that got him 
greenlit for so many movies afterwards. That's how successful oh God, his yeah. first two movies were. I was like, that isn't a, that's not a terrible point. Now, I think Noah is critically and box officely, box office, <laughs> financially, excuse me, a lot, <laughs> a lot more successful than whatever M. Night Shyamalan's third movie was. I actually think it was Signs. That really wasn't that bad of a movie. But same type of comp. I didn't hate that. I just... So a few, like, I, I thought there was a lot of unnecessary pieces. And I also didn't think they used some of the guys I was excited about, specifically the fucking villain from The Crow. thought he could have had a better and bigger role in the movie, in the story. <laughs> um, I know you love that movie, Shuddy. Um, st- like, Steven Young's character, Gordy, did they really have to be in there? Like, how did that move the story? What did that even really do for anything? So that was my one issue, and I, I was as I was watching it, like visually, it looked fucking sick. Like the saucer and the the alien ship, when you saw it, was scary, and it built up like a lot of like suspense throughout it. I just don't think they ever like it really ever got there. Like it never really got to the point of freaky where I was like, oh man, this is nuts. the only the only time that was very unnerving to me was uh when the scene I don't I'm not going to spoil it but the scene where he walks over into the the training like barn yeah and turns the lights off and then walks away and the lights go back on and then all that shit happens Are you talking about the prank? Yes. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a spoiler. I don't think I don't think I no I didn't spawn anything. All right, I'm just making sure we're on the same page. No, uh, okay. you're not going to spawn anything. No, that's that, that doesn't um, spawn anything. But that before you, it, I that was a little like that was creepy. But, Absolutely, but yes, yeah, that was movie, super creepy. The movie itself was not creepy. It was more narrative driven than than scare driven. Yeah, most of my comments from here on out will would would probably be spoilerly, so I would have to just kind of give my my score from here on out. But I was I was disappointed overall. I know Sprance loved it. I really I really liked it. I Get Out was good. I think I saw that too long after everybody was hyping it up. To so my expectations were higher than they than they were for this movie. But I had a lot of fun seeing this. A right. lot of fun. It's doing well in the box office, right? And critically, yeah. forty-four like, million. Yeah, so good for him. So, what? Are you, how many um, nope dicks are you going to suck? I'll give it. I'll give it a two and a half, just because it's like. As I was watching it, I just was like, "This is cool. This is cool. This is going to be super cool." And I just never really got a payoff. So I was enjoying it. Like the acting was fucking good, right? Everyone did did their thing. Like some of the shots were really like like scary and beautiful at the same point. It was like good cinematography. I don't I don't really go into that lane very often, <laughs> but I that was noticeable for me. That's something you would probably really groove on too. But Daniel Kaluuya was awesome in it. Yeah, he's that guy's good in everything. I like yeah. that guy. Um He was really good. Yeah, Kiki Palmer was pretty good. Sister, based on that first trailer, I thought she was going to be annoying, but she was, she was, you know, she was really good too. I I rated it four and a half on Letterboxd. Wow! Oh shit! Holy shit! 
Did you have any of you guys seen that discussion about her Kiki Palmer and Zendaya? It's kind well, of fucked, but whatever. I saw her tweet out like um, something along the lines of like, "Well, I was the f- the youngest black girl to ever host a show on Nickelodeon, and yeah. like dropped all these stats." So it was like, "I am I am an I am an incomparable talent. Nobody compares to me, or something like that." It was like, like a Kanye thing. It was like, yeah. "Whoa!" It was like, "Jesus was Christ!" I kind of I kind of yeah. just heard your name for the first time recently. Right, and so someone tweeted out, someone like not even like a big following. I think she had like 230 followers, but it was just like, it just got trending and people talked about it. But she said, this is crazy, a crazy take. She said, Kiki Palmer, effectively the point of her tweet was Kiki Palmer not being as big of a celebrity as Zendaya is an example of colorism. Which is something that's new to me, but it's very self-explain like self-explanatory, right? Like the darker the skin you are, the the steeper your the hill you have to climb. Effectively, the more racism you have to deal with is essentially the point that she was making. I mean, Lupita Nyong'o has like a massive career, and she's really dark skin. Thank you. That's a very quick one that I never even thought of. The, the, well, the, I fucking I have a massive crush on She's awesome. <laughs> and Kiki Palmer's good. I have nothing bad to say about her. The only thing is like like I don't I didn't watch Spider Man, but I knew Zendaya was in Spider Man. She's in Dune. Dune was fucking huge and she's in Euphoria. Euphoria is huge. Like yeah. Kiki Palmer, what the fuck have you been in? This is like your first I big movie. I don't think that you're Uh I don't. I I think you are maybe misconstruing it. I'm reading. I'm reading it right now. I think she's saying the original that, tweet or Kiki Palmer's. Kiki Palmer. I'm talking about the original one. I thought Kiki Palmer's was a bit egotistical, but she could be like kind of joking. Yeah, I I don't think it's so much as that as so much as her saying like you don't need to compare me to Zendaya. I'm doing. I okay, fair enough. I you know. I've had a pretty goddamn good career. Like I'm not fair enough. It's not like I'm not doing anything and Zendaya's getting all of this shit. Like I was the young, you know, I think that's more what that's it a is. Good point. It wasn't okay. so much as throwing it in the face of Zendaya as it is being like, don't feel bad for me. I'm killing it. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I got you. I'm fucking rocking it right now. So don't cry for fuck? me, Argentina. Yeah. yeah exa- I think fair that's enough. more of what it is. Yeah. That's actually probably um, the better way to, I guess, digest that, that tweet. But the original, it was just crazy. The first thing that I thought, it was like, well, Cuba Gooding Jr. is more light-skinned than Denzel Washington, and he never passed Denzel Washington ever. (laughs) No one ever would rather have Cuba Gooding Jr. in their movie than Denzel Washington. That was the first. Lupita Nyong'o, is that how you say it? That's that's a good poll. That's that's one that I think of, because she's... However, I will say that the original post might not be that wrong because I truly thought that this was Kiki Palmer's first movie. Well, she is but, like, you know, that Bill Murray movie that got shut down. No, I don't know. They were, they were like, an, it was like an Aziz Ansari movie. And like, it was like Bill Murray movie shut down over inappropriate behavior. Oh yeah. It was because of the two of them. Kiki Palmer and Bill Murray didn't get it. Didn't yeah, and I think I just Googled it because I think I got the inside scoop and it's not out there. So I don't know if I can say it or not. Well, you just did. Well, I can't say what caused it. Can we wow. put it behind the paywall? 
I don't know. Can like, we talk can about we it at dinner tonight? Shows? Yeah, I don't. Like, I, yeah, I can text it to you, but like, okay. I don't like. Nobody knows the reason, and if it comes out because I spill the beans, I don't necessarily want to get like sure banned from hanging out with people. How many Patreon subscribers are we going to add? Let's if we had a, th- if we had a thousand followers, oh I, will, I will. That's how bad it is. We need oh a thousand. My God. No, it's not. It's not bad. Did Bill Murray it's, show up on set in a fucking clan uniform? It is nothingness. Uh, it blows Aquila, my mind. In Aquila and the Bee. So all right, so that's that was kind of my rebuttal. My thoughts. Never heard of that movie. Never seen it. Like first, uh, what is it? Was it first black actress to? On Nickelodeon or something like I don't I don't have to watch Nickelodeon fucking 20 30 25 years like Broadway I don't go to Broadway shows like fucking H um like like Euphoria I, I'm not even a big fan of Euphoria but like it is one of the more popular shows in recent like HBO uh recent HBO productions right like Spider Man obviously fucking huge Dune was huge I just I thought it was a stupid comparison, and when I read Kiki Palmer's tweet this morning, I was like, what the fuck? But the way you explained it actually made perfect sense. Can we bring up the five-dick MSPH poll that I want to challenge you guys to? Sure. So going back to New Orleans for a second, um, we went and got brunch, which was more of like a free-for-all. The place that I called that I wanted to hit up that had sick reviews, Brennan's, just straight up told me no. Like, I called them and I was like, hey, so what's the wait for like five? Like, what? You're not. It was like the. It was like when Patrick Bateman calls Dorsey and they, they just fucking laugh him off the phone. It's like, what? You're not. You're not sitting here. You're not getting in tonight. Today. Like, we have no. No tables available for you. I was like, oh, shit. So we found a few options somewhat within walking distance, within a half mile of Kevin's Airbnb. And our hotel, which we didn't even talk about, was literally like across the street. Well, on the same block, it was like 250, it was 250 feet away, according to Google Maps. Like, we were, we were neighbors. Like, we were like seven doors over from Kevin's Did Airbnb. Did you guys do that on purpose? Or yeah. Or was it just yeah, yeah. dumb luck? No, 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 it was purpose. Like, I knew he, you know, he, I knew where he was staying through Steph, Carl. Fucking <laughs> motherfucker. I the floodgates are open. I can't. I'm just so happy that she said that. Because I would have ruined it anyways. Well, I, as I'm, I dropped as I'm realizing, it, I, I would have ruined it anyways. I said it on an episode of Crafter Jeff and had to bleep it out with a fart noise. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. But you also told me when we were hanging out that she's like, yeah, she gave the, the thumbs up. You're okay. Yeah. We're okay to say this. But I still would have fucking, I would have, <laughs> I would have ruined the sanctity of Carl. Um, anyways, so... Anyhow, we, we found this one breakfast spot Saturday morning, and uh, one of you guys, you ordered, you ordered like fucking four desserts, five desserts throughout your whole weekend. One of them was a breakfast dessert. You went the Banana Foster's French, uh, French uh, toast, right? Yeah. Which came that came with, with scoops cream. of ice cream on it. This motherfucker ate ice cream at like fucking 9 a.m. I don't know what time, but early in the morning, in the a.m. Uh, Carl, I think, got something with a side of grits. And any time I see, hear grits, I think of my cousin Vinny in the courtroom scene where he's, like, cross-examining the witness. 
and he's asking him about the time that it takes him to make grits. And he's like, do you, do you make instant grits? And the guy's like, no self-respecting Southerner uh, uses instant grits. I take pride in my grits. And I just like brought that up to them. And I found out that these guys, most of the people at the table, haven't seen My Cousin Vinny for fucking years. Yeah. It's been a really long time since I've seen it. And, like, My Cousin Vinny, like, Joe Pesci, anything is, like, my grandmother's favorite. She fucking loves Goodfellas, loves My Cousin Vinny. And I've seen, My Cousin Vinny is, like, one of those movies I've seen a hundred fucking times. Yeah, I think I've seen it, like, twice. So that's the movie. I'm coming to our second five-dick movie uh, MSPH poll with. That's when I want to open up. That's the card that I'm playing. Now, again, so I'm you not... want us each to throw out a five dicker to, to have a vote on? Yeah, I want to do a vote. I'm taking my cousin Vinny. I'm not going to take all challenges. That's why I said, like, if you're like, oh, all right, well, I play Terminator 2, it's like, nah, that's not what I'm doing here. So, yeah, I want to try and find something that's comparable. Yeah, come up with a couple movies. I'm not going to throw out Die Hard, but. Come up with a couple movies that we can at least talk about. I know it's, I'm kind of sneaking this up on you, but it's. I mean, I'm going to take a lot of challenges because I feel strong about this one. Especially, we're going to give the Puminati time, if they can, if they're interested, to rewatch all these movies. Okay. I got one. First of all, how many dicks would you give my cousin? I mean, my cousin Vinny dicks. I've only seen sucking. my cousin Vinny once or twice, actually. Wow. So you guys might have to refresh this. I, I, I mean, it's not. It's one that I've enjoyed what that I've enjoyed when I've seen it. So I have no problem watching it again. Like. This I'm not going against this, thinking that you're in you're yeah. off base with it. We'll see what um, the Puminati thinks. I think I might uh, have. But I'm one. gonna stick with baseball movies. Okay. And I'm gonna go with Field of Dreams. I'll take that challenge. Fuck. Were you gonna say that one? I can let you have it. Kevin. No, no, because I'm trying to think of something that's like '90s. Late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, but now that you guys are both doing baseball, I don't. I can't think of any five dick or baseball movies on the top of my head. Only one of us did baseball. Yeah, my cousin Vinny. There was no. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) For some reason, I went back to my brain. Went back to League of of Their Own. Um, (laughs) My biological time uh, clock is ticking. Can I? Shuddy's got to approve of this too, since he's also in the. Okay. Mm. I want to find something that like fits. What about okay? Look who's talking. Easy one. <laughs> Can I put in Better Off Dead? I don't have a problem with that. I've John never Cusack. seen that. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It I might mean, be these... like I don't know if I I fucking love eighties movies like eighties comedies eighties coming of age stories. And I saw Better Off Dead really young, and I've loved it my whole life. And I just watched it again a few months ago for the first time in a while, and it was just like, this might be the greatest fucking 80 movie ever made. I it's incredible. I don't know that I saw that one until I was an adult. One Crazy Summer is my go-to John Cusack movie from that era with Demi Moore and Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen... Them both recently, and I feel like Better Off Dead is way superior. But man, now I'm thinking about it, it's like this probably is only a five dicker for me because it's like a movie from my childhood. There, I mean, my cousin Vinny, at least according to the Puminati or Poo results, might be only a five dicker for me. I don't know. I I thought it, like I thought like when I 
said the instant grits mm. like reference, everyone would get it. I was like, all right, maybe this is just one of those like Clark classic things that I grew up seeing a million times and people really don't fuck with. I'm just like looking through all the movies that I've rated on Letterboxd as a five dicker and like Parasite jumped out. <laughs> but like I mean, my cousin Vinny is a million times better than fucking Parasite in my opinion, but it's like I don't know. Parasite According is so to the recent. Academy of Motion Picture Sciences. All right. Marissa Tomei did win an award, though. I guess I'll stick with Better Off Dead. I'm probably going to lose this one, but I'm okay with that. I'll let I you. I think this is a, a, a pretty well rounded fight. Yeah, I, I have nothing to say about Kevin's. I, I will watch it, though. Does it say anywhere where it's streaming on whatever you're looking at? I can lend you the Blu ray. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. That works. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's one of those 80s movies that I, I like loved as a kid. I loved the soundtrack. I was always a huge fan of, of John Cusack. I mean, MSPH alum, Curtis Armstrong, fucking epic 80s character Would he from know him. that he was in that movie? Or would I surprise him? I, I have a feeling he'd remember this one. You remember a C- Cusack film? So but it's Tom Arnold. It hits every 80s trope. Like, he gets dumped by his girlfriend and then tries to win her back. By skiing against the fucking mean jock. So are you a big C- Cusack fan? Is that yeah. what part of this is, too? Because you could take Breakfast Club. I'll give you Breakfast Club if you want to go to the fucking... Cusack's not in that. No, I know that. But I'm saying, like, that. to me, that's, like, the best 80s movie of that type of shit. I don't know if Better Off Dead is that type of shit. Though, I, I want to vote with my heart, and I love Better Off Dead more than Breakfast Club. <laughs> I want to I fucking detour and take fucking... Breakfast Club versus Better Off Dead. I want to see what how that shakes out, but we'll we'll stick with. I'll like s- there are gimmicks in this that I don't want to ruin for you, but there's like a sports gimmick where I feel like John Cusack says this line describing something that would get a massive laugh out of you. Okay, I mean maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll like it. Not a huge Cusack fan, but like what's that one that horror movie? That- Fourteen oh eight, like that kicked ass. Yeah, fourteen oh eight is awesome. Con Air fucking rules. So I'll give a Cusack movie a five dicker. All right, if it if it, if it earns it. Fair enough. All right, let's do All it. Right. All put right, up, so put out the poll. Should I put it up now or wait till the episode comes out? I just wait till the episode comes out. I guess. Okay, make I, it easier. I, I like when no, I think we had some fun with the last one because it went up blind. Kevin posted it before the episode aired. Well, I got Twitter right here on my phone. I can do it. That's what I'm saying. You can, but you, you can do it before you edit it and post it anyways. I mean, I'm just going to say it'd be easier for you to host the podcast and do your Twitter later. Oh, I'll, put it, I'll put it up now. All right. All right so, fair enough. So keep banging that out. Okay. We, we don't have much else to even talk about in this podcast. What's right? a better movie? I actually, I have one other thing to bring up. It's completely, it has nothing to do with anything we've talked about right now. And I think. What it, was your five dicker again, Shuddy? Sorry, Jeff. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Okay. So I have... Try to keep two thoughts in your brain at once, Kevin. I can't. Oh, all right. So I'll say this to Shuddy. Hopefully you don't listen. Did you hear anything about the, the, the Kid Cudi performance at uh, Rolling Loud this past weekend? I saw that... Uh, all I saw was headlines while I was doing research for Shuddy Boy's news that he left the stage when they started throwing trash at him. Yeah. So this is, it's going to turn into another epically lame Kanye West story. Kanye West being a huge fucking pussy douchebag. And another situation where he's just 
like I, you know, I've defended his music over the years, and I'm I'm gonna remain on that point. I think his old music is fucking awesome, but he does scummy shit, and it's annoying. And it's like I can't defend him as a human, right? I mean, he's went through tragedy, but everyone has. He doesn't fucking comport himself well. He's a huge scumbag. But anyways, he pulled out of headlining Rolling Loud Festival, yeah. like somewhat recently. I heard about that. And yeah. Kid Cudi, they asked Kid Cudi to fill in for him, and Kid Cudi decided to, right? Yeah. So he headlined, I don't know, whatever, the same night that Little Dirk also was performing. So <laughs> Little Dirk. Little Dirk is a... him. He's from like south side of Chicago. Him and his whole crew are fucking maniacs. But anyways, so Kid Cudi was performing at the same time as Little Dirk at Rolling Loud. And he ended up leaving the stage because they were throwing bottles at him and throwing garbage, uh, like plastic bottles, garbage, whatever, throwing shit at him. He asked him to stop. They didn't stop or thrown it at him. Right as he exited the stage, Kanye West went out as a surprise performance on Little Dirk's set. Like He was supposed to be performing, headlining that show. And instead pulled out because of whatever, because it doesn't matter. He pulled out of the show and ended up surprise performing right at as, the same festival at the same festival, like at the same festival, same performance slot. He was slated to be. Yeah, he's in. a stupid pussy, stupid pussy. Right. And there's kind of rumors that it's like actually people from Kanye's crew that were throwing shit at, at Kid Cudi. Um. But the whole backstory, and this is where it's interesting, right? This is where, and this is kind of topical. It actually is topical. So, do you know the whole beef with them? Yeah, I heard. I heard Kid Cudi said like that'll be the last appearance I do, or last time I work with him. He's a terrible person. He's not my friend, or whatever. Yeah, but that's because Kanye West was like when him and Kim Kardashian split up, and she went with Pete Davidson. He was like, you can't talk to Pete Davidson anymore. Fuck Pete Davidson. I guess they're cool. He's like, nah, like I'm sucks, but like I'm a Pete, I'm friends with Pete Davidson. I'm going to remain friends with him. Yeah. So then that's when fucking Kanye did his goofy ass civil war poster with him on one side and a bunch of other people. And then Kim K Pete Davidson, Kid Cudi was on there. Right. So like Kanye's mad at Kid Cudi for not cutting off Pete Davidson. So I guess the question that I have is like, so me and me and Carl went back and forth, right? And are going back and forth. Like, if you and Carl broke up, there would be a hard like in my head, she'd be she'd effectively be dead, right? It'd be like, all right, I can't ever talk to Carl again. <laughs> but would you be butthurt if like your friends kept a friendship with your ex girlfriend? Like, does Kanye have a point? That's not even the same thing, or because because he's not upset with Kid Cudi for being friends with Kim. Fair enough. Good point. Do you, I, it I, would be like... To strip it down, though, does Kanye even have a point here? Does he at all? No. No? no? no. Okay, fair enough. No. No. Fair enough. All right. No, he's a bitch. It's a short conversation, then. Well, I wanted to end the show. You know, since, since we just went to New Orleans, we detailed all of my bad luck. We went to the city of Voodoo, and I brought a little bit back with me, so I thought it could be fun to end the show with a little voodoo ritual. I bought myself... A Palo Santo stick that you burn to remove evil spirits and misfortune, and it sounds like that's some some juju I could I could use. Yeah, but it also life. sounds like some juju that would backfire. Well, 
The, Didn't you do this at Balconal too, or something? No, it was out on the balcony, and and Carl said that I, I fucked it up because I didn't do it indoors. You have to do it indoors. So <laughs> I have this stick here, <laughs> and you have to. It up. I have to. Ow. I must burn my good thumb. I have to set it on fire, and the AC is blowing it all over can, the place. Can you do me a favor when we, when when Carl meets up with us and we go to Monza? Can you not tell her that I I was the one who snitched to the Puminati and said their name? Yeah, I'll say Shuddy did because I don't know the next time I'm going to see Carl. Actually, we have don't we have like a Chinese dinner date? Us three <laughs> planned. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta find a fucking girlfriend or just someone interested in eating food with me. Just not even you know we don't have to go home together. I just gotta look like less of a pussy. Oh, little mama, little mama loves this juju. Oh, does she? That got a reaction out of her. Oh yeah, She's, uh, you might. She might feel like there's a curse coming. Oh no, not, we're removing the curse. What a mama. What do you think of this? So it says light and allow flame. Allow to flame for one minute. Oh, I didn't even Which let it flame. Do. Nope. Light it back up. Little mama. You should read instructions. Bef- if you're going to read the instructions, you do it before you start. If you do it after you start, there's no point. Well, to be fair, the air conditioning blew it out. God damn it. Do you like the smell? Because I was thinking while we're on the balcony, I really, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I think it's it smells like, good. It's not terrible, but it is kind of. It's a little churchy. A little churchy. I feel like I don't. I off the top of my head, I don't. I don't really know what patchouli smells like, but this kind of feels patchouli adjacent. No. Shuddy, that you're not a fan of that, right? Not particularly. I like patchouli. I think it smells that? good. Oh, okay, fair enough. But patchouli is more of like an oil. It's a. It's almost like a little. I don't know, flowery. I guess. I don't know. This smells like church incense. Well, mom, I'm gonna use. But it's burning. I, I think I think little mama is starting to get scared of the voodoo. Yeah, she's twitching pretty heavily. Little mama, this thing's really cooking. Yeah, it is. I thought you. All right, what what's the next step after you let it burn for a minute? Blow out and place on a fire safe surface. Allow smoke to rise and fill the air. Ask spirits to leave, or ask for your misfortunes to be relieved. Okay, so do you have an ashtray next to you? Yeah. And I actually bought this incense burner thingy on my very first trip to New Orleans, so it works out. Perfect. Hey. When he first first lit that in the balcony, I was like, sweet, a New Orleans blunt. Now we're talking. (laughs) And then now you need to do what it it said. Kevin, when are you going to pass that fucking thing? I'm ready to hit it. Man, that would have been great if I actually passed it to you. (laughs) I would have. Oh, this thing's rolled too tight. I was wasted. I would have taken a drag. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't hit anything out of this. Um, yeah, we just have to wait. Like, allow smoke to rise and fill the air. So I think it's the smoke has been rising and filling the air. All right. So um, final step. Um, nasty spirits. This is Kevin Kraft. I know it's been really funny, you know, doing this to my thumb and making me like shart and shit my pants. And uh, closing all the, the the urgent cares in New Orleans. But like, uh, I don't know, it's a new decade. I'm looking for a fresh start. It would be nice if you guys could leave me alone. I would like to try not having the craft luck. Just for a little bit. I could use a break. So please, 
Um, relieve my misfortunes, please. <laughs> the end. You misspelled Vinny, you piece of shit. Jesus what Christ. Did I do? What? It's with a Y, not an I and an E, you fucking clown. Whatever, it's still winning, you pussy. <laughs> That's damn right. Wow, somebody, the first reply, haven't seen any. Damn, guess I don't have a vote yet. Well, I guess you got some homework, buddy. Get to it. Oh, shit. She's leaking ash all over the place. So, right. <laughs> apparently, the, already the curse isn't looking good. Hasn't really Oh, no, been my computer's good. on fire. <laughs> oh, no, my entire table has been caught on fire. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if it worked. My apartment burned down. <laughs> all right, well... Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank, thank you for spending some time with us. If you enjoy what you're hearing and you'd like to support us, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour. We do a bonus podcast every week that goes up after we do this one. And we are in the throes of Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition coming out weekly. And then the $10 tier has all of our individual offerings. Um, I'm glad I recorded three Kevin's Nerd Holes ahead of time. So I got one that posted after my thumb thing, but I'm out of video game commission for a little bit, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have stuff to post. We all got shit to post. Very, very active Patreon, and it supports, it supports your friends. So check it out. Uh, we also have our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash madscientistpartyhour. I'm going to try and splice in some pictures of the fucking finger injury and some of the cleaning. Oh, they would love to People see that. People want to check that out. It's nice and gross. Everybody loves a gross medical picture, right? I mean, almost everyone has to look. Yeah. So. Um, You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeffrey Records. And at MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. If you want to shoot us an email, madscientistpartyhour at gmail.com. You can catch Shuddy Boy at? Nowhere. I am out of commission for a bit. That is true. You can catch Shuddy Boy on our Patreon. Damn right. On my recl- in my recliner watching <laughs> yeah. TV. If you've seen all three movies, go vote on our uh, MSPH podcast Twitter. If you haven't watched them, and vote, please. Yeah. Or watch in the, the one you haven't seen. Hours, you've got <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, they got a whole week, right? Effectively. Well, the poll is only active for twenty-four hours. Oh shit! That's yeah. right. Forgot about that. All right. We'll figure it out. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting. And we'll catch you in just seven short days. But until next time, oh, something. Computer. Yeah, I think you're going to come through. Hold on. Yeah, I just started recording. (laughs) <laughs> All right, cool. Never mind. Well, I didn't hear it. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see. I'm 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 signing in now. Yeah, don't worry. Next time I play professional baseball, I'll make sure I'm a professional. You got to see that ball cutting in. Read it off the uh, read it off the finger. See the the seam movement. Probably just. Oh, there was some C movement. C move. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Shudster? Not much, guys.
hanging in there? You dabbing out, partying after work? I've been huh? smoking exclusively dabs since Saturday. Nice, you've earned it. Warlord, <laughs> is that a single ice cube? Mm-hmm. So that that means you're boozing as well. Oh no, no, that was just water. Oh. Kevin, I have no snare in my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear myself in my headphones. Turn my treble up. We got a hell of a podcast lined up, huh? Holy shit. Remind me to remind you guys. I have a five a five dick MSPH poll challenge I want to send uh to issue you guys. I pick one movie. And you guys come with your own movies. Yeah. And I'll... I kind of like like Oprah's Five Dick Movie Club. I kind of en- enjoy the, the premise of this. Yeah. Well, it could be like a thing that we mostly make our own, right? And we, so we have like weekly polls where we, we each take a movie and we see which polls better throughout the Puminati. And then do we all have to watch... Then do we all watch that one? I think if one of us hasn't seen a movie or hasn't seen it in a while, then yeah, we should probably, like, you should probably watch it because you're going to have to respond to the poll results the next episode. You know, I know I failed the first time with Grand Budapest Hotel. I actually didn't <clears throat> try to watch it. I watched maybe 40 minutes to an hour of it. I know well, you as watched I said it, right? in my text messages, I, I have done so All I've done is I went and saw Nope but I've worked and I've just gotten high and watched shit. I've done so much of the requested homework for the show. You should just uh, go full weave and join Dragon Ball Queef with us. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm in. Do you have any, do we have any spots open? <laughs> yeah. Now that we, now that nobody's going to get mad at me for adding another recording day to my life. Yeah, I hear you. I can sit in on a show or two if you guys want. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. I've almost. No, Did you watch I'm Better Call Saul. It. We'll talk it. Did you catch we'll, up on we'll... Better Call Saul? Oh baby! Oh shuddy! Yeah, not I'm... all the way. Not all the way. But I'm. I'm. You got to get episode. there by the I'm... season finale. I think what with, with the because it, it comes out new episodes are Monday, right? Tonight, yeah. What, today's Monday, so streaming? I will be. So this is season six. Yeah, I think we're on the second half of season six. The final half. Yeah, I've only seen one episode of the new half. As of tonight, I'll be two episodes behind. But uh, Well, then I'm not as far in as I thought I was. Oh, goddamn, shuddy boy. The first half of this, this new season, goddamn epic. Yeah, I got through, I finished season four last night. Okay. I'm yeah, trying I to s- remember what the cliffhanger was on that one. I have two episodes of Ms. Marvel to finish, and then... Uh, season two four was... Of- um, him getting his law, li- his license to practice law back and um, saying that he was going to be not practicing law as Jimmy McGill, but was going to be doing business as Saul Goodman. Gotcha. Okay. So that was him hey. leaning into it. People on Twitter are starting to say that Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. That argument's being brought to the light. I can't go that far, and I'm, I'm, I'm fully caught up, but it's definitely a classic TV series. 
you know, like top, I, I don't know, hundred or two hundred. Season like four, uh, stop. We're we, we're not going to have any. We're not going to be able to talk about it during the show. Well, we don't have to. I mean, we have a packed fucking show. So, um, season four has started to grab me a little bit more than the first three seasons did. It might be one of those things where there's. I feel like there's a lot of time between seasons. And I forget details. I feel like if I started back at episode one of Better Call Saul and sort of did a, did a binge. Because like the, one of the things that I loved about Better Call Saul is it takes something that's incredibly complicated and confusing like law. But you still understand this slimy lawyer motherfucker finding ways to like weasel his way in and out of things. Like I feel like a, a, a show about law should be confusing the shit out of me. But the way they present it, 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 like, at least I understand what's happening on screen. Like, I get it. I get why he got out of that one. I get the strategy here. You might have. I, I think the reason that is, is because the character of Jimmy McGill is not supposed to be any better, smarter at law than the average man. He's just good at. He just has no morals. The sale and, yeah. you know convincing people to think the way he wants them to do and bending what's allowed to his. And cause he says, especially in season four, when he's trying to get his law license back, he points out that he's not the smartest, like law doesn't come naturally to him. It's not anything that he, you know, so my take he, on him is that I'm sorry, I cut you off. Good. So I think that the idea of the show making it, so you kind of understand it, is because it's sort of his perspective on it. Yeah, I told through his eyes. Yeah. I yeah. I think my thing with the whole Jimmy McGill or Saul Goodman character is that he just like he has the talent, but there's no real cheating it in law. Like you have to put in just like 80 hours a week. Like you got to you got to like that's got to be like your number one thing and like he's just like he just wants a shortcut to success, and he shortcuts every fucking thing. And it's the like, only thing that was really stopping him from going full tilt was his brother. Yeah, and like... And so once right. that anchor was gone, he just fucking... Because all the... the law- cell phone scam, like... All the <laughs> lawyers in his life, like, they also make it a point. Like, we respect and cherish the like the code of law, like we're here to, you know, like make sure law is done right, essentially. And he doesn't give a fuck about any of that. He's just trying to like get stats, like just try to get W's. It's fucking, it's, it's a trip. So that's kind of why, yeah, he like kind of relates to the common man and like he can make, I maybe law more palatable. It's cause it's like, this guy's like, really, he doesn't even want to do it. He just wants to make money and get wins, (laughs) you know? Yeah, well, everyone, everyone kind of fucks with that. In season four, that they brought Gale in, and they started building the underground lab. Yeah, and Have the you... the random appearances from um, uh, Joe DeRosa is pretty cool. I didn't pick up on that. Is the he's the vet, the veterinarian? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you season four? Does that have Lalo Salamanca? Have you met him yet? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's around. He's he just kind of showed up. He's like 
he might be like my favorite character. Definitely top three in the whole Better Call Saul Breaking Bad series. Like that guy's fucking awesome. What? Why are you laughing? At? Watching Kevin try and eat without a thumb. That's oh. what I was laughing at. Yeah, it's been an adventure. <laughs> Kevin using a spoon without his thumb. That was... <laughs> I mean, a lot of I, what happened to I your really thumb. didn't hear what you said. It distracted me so much. So I'm sorry. A lot of Breaking Bad hinged on Walt and Jesse. And like, some... Jesus Christ, that's gross. I'm sorry. Some of the villains, like, um, like Gus Spring. And um, who was the meth head guy? Tuco? Tuco. Yeah, Tuco was fucking wild. But, like, I don't know. Chuck was a fucking awesome character. I fucking love Chuck. Yeah. Nacho. Nacho might be my favorite character in Better Call Saul. He was good. Yeah. Howard is awesome. I do take... Like Howard I, fucking rules. Howard, I, rules. I take Chuck Howard and Lalo over over Nacho, but I do like Nacho too. Th- that's the whole thing. The whole show kicks ass, really. When when Howard is at Jimmy and Kim's apartment, and he's like, "Your brother killed himself," and I think it's because of me. And Jimmy just looks at him, and he's just like, "Well, that's your cross to bear, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not absolving you of that. Get the fuck out of here." Well, Howard goes to Jimmy and Kim's apartment. The, the, yeah. I forgot about that scene to talk about that. Like a couple days after Howard dies, or like the day of the funeral, or something. Like a very inappropriate time to be like, "I think your brother killed himself, and I think it was my fault." Yeah, he's just like, "Oh, you're volunteer." Yep. It was your fault. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Later. I'm gonna I can, I'm gonna go to Cinnabon. <laughs> Sweet. I don't have to feel bad about this at all. It was your fault. And Kim Wexler, Hall of Fame character too. Yeah, she's good. She fucking rules. Yeah. All right. The only scenes I don't really enjoy are the scenes, are the flashback scenes when they're I, I, mailroom I, clerks and they're they look this, exactly the same. <laughs> like I like. College kid, you're in law school right now. That's what we're supposed to believe. That's like, tough to do. And this actually works. The hits at a couple points we might get to. Not a couple, but like I watched Goodfellas last night. Rest in peace, Paul uh, Servino. Um, but that's the same shit that you deal with like with Ray Liotta and Robert De Niro. Like when Robert De Niro first in- gets introduced in the movie, he's just a crazy 28, 29-year-old kid. But he's actually like... Fucking mid fifties. <laughs> it's just like it. Like when you hear it when watching Goodfellas. Now that it's like fucking thirty something years old, it's just like it's just funny. It's just like, oh yeah, this kid, this twenty one year old kid Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was Cheech said last night. That's his favorite movie. So in the five, so the five dick MSPH poll challenge that I'm going to issue to you guys. I'm not going to take there to be an outlet for Cheech and Dom to debate Goodfellas. Wow. Yeah. They can each give just like strong 90 second arguments and we can turn that like a little video mashup because they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm going to puke here in Dom's fucking rationale. (laughs) It just can't be good. It can't be good. I don't know how you can't. You don't. Like, how can you not just love Goodfellas? That, that's crazy to me. Um, 
But like one of the things about the five dick MSPH poll challenge I'm going to issue is like, I'm not going to accept like every challenge. Like if it's like, here's my movie and you're like, well, all right, I take Terminator 2. It's like, well, fuck you. I'm not, that, that's not what I'm like. We got to try to find like a matchup that, that I'll, that we're that's all fair. cool with to take to the internet. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Like I knew eight mile would be a slight underdog to Scott Pilgrim. I even thought it would, you know, I knew it would be an underdog. I thought I had a chance to win, but. At least it was somewhat close. I mean, if you come with like Terminator Two or Goodfellas, it's like, all right, fuck you. I'm not. I'm not that's not. That's not what we're doing uh, here. Avatar. <laughs> Wait, Titanic. I mean, it got the most money. I don't know. Like, I'm making arguments. I don't even believe. Like, oh man. All right. Should we? Uh, hold on. Let me let me make sure I got the the theme lined up. Um, man, I might have some poop in my butt. This could be interesting. Mm. Ah, there we go. Poop in my butt. Poop in my butt. <laughs> uh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That was dangerous. I was like, maybe I could fart and relieve some of this pressure. Nope. Oh, shit. Hold on. Of course, I put the compute laptop's not plugged in. Oh. Right at the start of the fucking show. I also need record permission. <sighs> I was gonna say, so can we do it while he's plugging it in? But God fucking damn it! Yeah, Uh-oh. we're gonna get rare form shuddy today. He's probably gonna be napping halfway through this. <laughs> <laughs> Just dabs himself into a different dimension. <laughs> dabs off into outer space. Did you? Did you watch? And already review Beavis and Butthead do the universe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we all Kevin did. and I did the weekend it came out. So were you uh, watching More it? seasons are being released next weekend. Nope. A week and a half, August 4th. Fuck yeah. I was stripping. I was thinking, because we threw on in your Airbnb Beavis and Butthead, and then on came on, or then the South Park Streaming Wars episode came on. You didn't watch the second one of those. I yet. haven't seen the second Streaming gotcha. Wars. That's yeah. what it was. Neither have I. Knew it was some Paramount thing you didn't see. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I was... We're, you were... Shuddy, can I have record permission? Um, yeah. You ran a New Orleans errand for a rent rent, and um, Beavis and Butthead, me and Mike were Recording watching Beavis in and progress. Butthead, and fuck, I love that movie. <laughs> I don't know what I scored it, but... I just almost want to add a half a dick. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it, it even got Carl laughing her ass off. Oh, my God. The Which... part where he's like, I don't know. There's there's every part, every scene with the girl, he's always like, so are we going to do it, essentially? Yeah. Or they're going to like, so are we can do it. But when Beavis is in that room with them and that other old guy, he's like, so is this butthole going to be in this room while we do it? <laughs> I just was dying. I was, it, I was laughing uh, for a good like, I was led to believe minutes. that I was going to have dibs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those guys are fucking icons. Yeah. All right. We ready to get into this? Let's do it. Los Angeles, California, for the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> 